You're listening to the Opie and Anthony Channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez Show starts. Come on. Now!
The Ron and Fez Show, Friday the 13th. Perhaps the most frightening day. I don't know. No one believes in superstition, do they? Why would you? How could a date be bad? Oh, look, I'm Chris Stanley. Yeah, of course you do. I, I have to fucking have superstition. Yeah. I have to have it. I feel like there's... I, I believe in the jinx. It ain't the way. You are the jinx, my friend, and that's what your problem is. You believe that you're a jinx, and you bring yourself bad luck. You think that's it? Self-fulfilling? Because yeah. if, I, if you talk about something, it's not going to happen. If... I fucking put money on a game, I'm definitely going to lose. If I don't, I can call it and don't bet on it. How come you didn't follow Mr. Thursday Night last night? <laughs> Why didn't you follow me in the Eliminator Mr. pool? Mr. PPV. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking funny of a game. <laughs> fucking Brady is just... I, I think he's going to slit the throat of every one of their goddamn receivers. Uh, either that or they're going to improve as the year goes on. He was losing his shit. Yeah. As he should have. Yeah, the game should have been over in the first half, and um, they got like what one? Thir- they converted one third down for the entire game. The amazing thing is Rex Ryan has lost whatever glint in his eye that he ever had before, <laughs> and he actually looks abused. He looks like Richard Dawkins went to school with him, and they both got felt up. But Rex Ryan takes it harder. Uh, I'm watching the stuff going on in Colorado right now, and it looks like. It honestly looks like the ocean has broke through and is running through Boulder, Colorado. If it's not fires, it's too much water. Let's try to get to a happy medium here, kids. You can't do it both ways. You can't have fires and then later have floods. You've got to pick one or the other. You can't do both ways. Uh, the, uh, the water is 10 feet higher than it normally is. Ten feet. This doesn't seem right. Well, it isn't right. <laughs> I guess Al Gore is behind it somehow. I don't know. If anything's bad, I just throw it out to Al Gore. The Earth's shitting us out right now. At least it's attempting to. Um, I would just like to see the floods come when the fires happen. That would be the perfect thing. And, of course, the Jersey Shore, Seaside Heights, uh, really veto our interns, Mecca. If you will, yeah. See, side sites, uh, boardwalk caught on fire, fifty businesses burned. Um, no one can figure it out, even though you're still building things out of wood in 2013, um, up against an ocean breeze, and fires are as old as boardwalks. Just Google boardwalk fire, and it goes back to the big, you know, to Nookie. It makes sense for fucking wood to burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, send Vito in here. Young Vito, please come to the studio. Vito is, uh, he is maybe the last Jersey Shore Guido left. And if anyone thinks that his he's a character, no, this is just Vito. Where are you from, Vito? 
Where, where's home for you? I'm from the city that never sleeps, right here. Right here in New York? Yeah, born and bred. What part of New York? Upper West Side. Alright, Upper West Side, yet yeah, you do have more of a Staten Island feel about you. I get that. It's really, it's the name, I feel. Yeah. My full name's Vito Francis Michelangelo Calisi, so... Alright, that's a lot. <laughs> all four of you are all very Italian. This is San Gennaro weekend, which must yeah. be great for your people, right? Cannolis. Yeah. Well, it's there all the time anyway. Yeah, but... but um, this is where it's all in one place. Yeah, I, I know. Just, I should be like, this cannoli, that cannoli, that cannoli, that cannoli. So you're so. going? Yeah, I'll probably go this weekend. Sure. Um, well, let me just tell you. I don't know whether you guys are aware of this. Vito came in like a beast. He's outperforming Stephanie. It's not even close. Yeah, well, I think she's just having cocktails out on Long Island somewhere. Yeah, this is Molly over Shelby numbers mm -hmm. we're talking about it's now. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, he's just a dominating force. He's beast mode. Uh, I, I turn around. Uh, he sends prep late at night. Sends prep early in the morning. Sends prep during the show. I don't know how he does it, but... Uh, I like a guy who overworks like him. I love you know? it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind an underworker, a Shelby. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Sliding in on his good looks and, and La dog bites. Lackadaisical. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got bit by another dog today. I guess my arm can't type. But you know what um, Vito reminds me of? A walk-on on a college campus. Like, <laughs> who is this guy? He just walked on. We don't know his history. And all of a sudden, he's in the weight room. He's studying film. He's hitting the sled. There's no stopping him. Vito's blowing it up. Yeah. They call me the main event. So. I had no idea that you were the main <laughs> oh, event. All right. You, how far up on, on the Upper West Side do you live? I'm on 68th and West End. Okay. Nice. West End, best end, I like to say. Fuck West Side. <laughs> yeah. One, the hard 10023. Okay, you know? cool. Yeah. So, uh, shit goes down there. I mean, people don't even realize. No, like, I understand. There's a park right there. So it gets very, very dangerous. <laughs> Riverside Park. Yeah, Riverside. Riverside Strangler. Represent. <laughs> but are your friends kind of that pro-Italian Old school Jersey Shore type thing? Or are you are you a stand out there? No, I go to I go to film school, so uh -huh. pretty much just like. <laughs> well, what about the guys you grew up with? The guys I grew up with. Well, um, in the city, you don't really grow up with like the people who live like next to you and stuff because right. everybody's so diverse. So it didn't get to high school. Then in high school, I met some more people like me. I went to Xavier High School. Uh huh. Um, and some I Catholic met, boys. Yeah. Well, have you been to Seaside? Uh, no, but... So that was the mecca for you to go and and just breathe in the Jersey Shore oh, goodness. When, when Jersey Shore came out, I was all about, like, guys, after prom, we gotta go to Jersey Shore. Like, <laughs> we gotta do it. Like, how can we not go to Jersey Shore? It's just, it, it's in the books for us. How are we not doing this? And then we went to the Hampton Bays. And now, here's the thing. It, it, it Last year, they were not as strong as the storm. This year, they're not as strong as the fire. Um, the governor showed up and put out this press release where he says, I want to throw up. <laughs> there has never been a governor <laughs> like Chris Christie. He's fucking honest. It would be very hard not to um, vote for him if he runs for president just on seeing how that personality would play out on the world stage when he starts screaming at you know, the Prime Minister of England, I'll tear your fucking throat out. <laughs> Don't ever disrespect my family. He'd be in Russia right now, fucking outside just the Kremlin. Screaming, just screaming. Hey, uh, Dutch, Dutch, you're on the Manifest show. Morning, buddies. And hit you, son of a bitch. Hey, mm. I figured it out. Vito is actually Rudy from the movie Rudy. He's yeah. the walk-on. 
There is that Rudy thing about him. Like early, I got here early today, and he was just spraying the helmets. He was just you spraying gotta, the helmets yeah, you gotta cold. Start out Tito, Tito, and they're gonna put him on. I think he's gonna play uh, uh, a big part. Now is Joe's here too today. Kokomo's here. Yeah, he's in the house. Well, bring. This is kind of interesting because we've got all the standouts that are moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, Joe, of course, did it during his semester. Yeah, Shelby's a legend. Right now. Classic. Could Vito be the next one? The way he's starting, it's very exciting. It's it's a good it's hope for the future is what that is. If this happens again, I'm just gonna give myself the nickname the Kingmaker <laughs> and know that I'm I'm actually the only person keeping radio alive for the next generation. Well that title and Mr. Thursday night, yeah. this is fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah. I got I want it to be the main event, but fucking Vito <laughs> Vito already had it. It's kind of like the Yankees in the 90s with all that homegrown talent. I, I like what you're saying there. Yeah. I like what you're saying. I'm more of a Piazza guy. Uh, see, he's Mets. He's Let's Go Mets Go. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I heard a little bit about your stand-up, Joe. Yeah. And I heard it was inconsistently funny. Okay. That you got big laughs, and then your when you didn't get laughs, that was also a laugh. Yeah. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, it was a lot of anti-comedy, I noticed. <laughs> but did you do that on purpose? Did yeah. Did you mean it? Okay, good. I did. Oh, good. A lot of it wasn't like, like uh, what's the deal with airline food? What is the deal with that, I've though? I've never tried it. I don't, yeah, is don't it good? Anymore. Is it any good? <laughs> it's a bag of pretzels. <laughs> they just don't give it to you like they used to. I don't, and, think, I don't think it's fair that you can't have a good joke about airline food, because if somebody has like a really good joke about airline food, they just can't use it. Well, has anyone ever had a good joke I, about airline food? I don't food? know, but they can't now, because the second you say that, you just get booed out the building. And you should make the whole thing out of the black box. Now, All right. Brian Reagan always said to me that he would, he loves to go back to the premises that have been mined the most and just go back to see what he can find. That what little nugget of gold somebody else left behind. That could be you now, Joe. All right. Or you could go into a premise no one has ever done okay. and not get laughs. That could be the oh, that could be the funny thing. Like when I talk about how white people walk like this and how black people walk like this and how it's super similar because we're humans. Well, yeah. I mean, we both are are not. Yeah, we we're both not, do dude. work the same. I guess we've evolved. Yeah. Together, yeah. I guess apparently we didn't in the 70s. White people walked a little worse. <laughs> Less funky. Yeah, not so funky. Not so soulful as we do today. Um, it is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. we got a lot of shit to get to uh, today, including filtered excellence. Uh, Albert Brooks is taking on Putin, which... I was incredibly excited about, uh, but the big football game this weekend, for me, is not even the pro games. <laughs> I hate college football, but I'm going to be locked in to Johnny Football versus Alabama. This is a no-lose game for me. Number one, Alabama could go out there and disgrace this kid and humiliate him, and, and they'll have to carry him out on a door, and I will laugh at Johnny Football, or Johnny Football lights up Alabama, and I get to laugh at Alabama. It's a no-lose situation. 
I can't believe the, the just the fucking frenzy that's going into this thing. This is the most expensive ticket in the history of college football. What would what should have been more expensive? Oh, one of the BCS championships? Shouldn't that be Why? more? Why? No one gives a shit about that. And, uh, no one is wearing just one sleeve in that game. Johnny Football, he's counting money. I know he's a baller. It's yeah. $763 average to get into this game. And he's tiny. No one will bring up the fact that he could, maybe even if he doesn't go to the NFL, which, by the way, I don't think he will. This under the six foot quarterback, there's only really one out there, and I don't think he's going to last long. Well, two are, I guess, out there. But I, I don't, I don't think that you bet your money on that if you're an NFL team. I think you'd much rather have one of the really big guys. But two, I do think Johnny Football is going to make it as a jockey, <laughs> and that's going to make next year's. Fucking triple crown, just amazing for us. Oh my us. god. He starts taunting the other jockeys down uh, the stretch. Johnny Horse. Do we got the new Johnny Football song, theme song? Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I think this is Johnny singing it, but I'm not 100% uh, sure about that. But the, the Johnny Football theme song, which all the kids are going to be singing, uh, is out, and I guess climbing the charts, mm -hmm. as we said here. If he's not the most selfish, easily manipulated knucklehead in recent memory in college football, I don't know who is. If he hasn't gotten the message thus far, what's happened with the NCAA and the investigation, he's never going to get it. Johnny Manziel's got to step back and look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, it's not all about me. me, 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 me. You see, I'm just Johnny Manziel. I'm just a regular guy, I don't know why all the fuss about me Nobody ever gave a fuck before, all they did was doubt me Now everybody wanna run their mouth and try and take shots at me You might see me shaking, you might see me juking Anybody step off up in the way then I'll abuse them Better move around when I hit you with the spin move You gon' step up and try and tackle and then lose Headed to the end zone of course Moving so fast they gon' think that I was riding a horse Leaping boys like a hurdle man that ain't no problem ESPN is cool but I don't need no sponsor The Heisman already received that honor As a freshman they already seen I'm fired In the SEC we killed on top of our game Paul can hate but I'm still signing my name I'm just a regular guy, I don't know why all the fuss about me Nobody ever gave a fuck before, all they did was doubt me Now everybody wanna run their mouth and try and take shots at me You see, I'm just Johnny Menzel This also takes me to a point do you like when a rapper starts to sing himself? And very rarely do you think, hey, that guy should spend more time singing. <laughs> hey, look, in, you know, in certain situations, they can really pull it off, like here. Get that harmony out there. I am Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Johnny Manziel. I like that he just drops the F-bomb in the middle of this. This fucking song makes me think there's no way he's going to lose. <laughs> oh, I think this is the implosion week. This is where we see the temper flare up again. Three picks, maybe a benching. Alabama wins big. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that Johnny's bad because Alabama does that to everybody. <laughs> That's the fucking thing. The only reason we're paying attention, he beat these guys. They're furious. He beat them in their house. And look what they did to everybody else. They're gunning for this fucking kid. Yeah, of they're, course they, they are. They want to fucking put and, him down like a dog. And believe me, when he loses this game, you're not <laughs> going to be able to blame him. 
these guys crush people. Now, this means all the pressure is on them. If the normal thing to happen is for them to, to win and win big. I bet that the line's even all fucked up because so many people believe in this kid. Oh, it has to be, yeah. People just fucking all juiced up on this. Let's take a look at the line. It opened at 8. It's seven, uh, Texas A&M getting plus 7.5. You gotta take Batman that. You gotta take Batman. They're gonna fucking roll. <laughs> and if they don't, it's gonna be the funniest thing in the world. If they don't shut this kid down, if they don't destroy him, they're not going to be able to sleep for two weeks. They're aiming for. They're going to fucking aim for that kid's knee. They're going to fucking try to take this fucking dude out for real. They they must. Everyone in college football must just. Do you fucking know how low him. that knee is, though. <laughs> That's like ankle tackling anybody else. Everyone in college football hates this fucking guy. I'm Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. I don't want the fuck everyone wants to fuck around for. Fuck around for. I don't think he put a lot of thought into his lyrics. No, he, this this was this is a great theme song, and it's just it's just more greatness add to Johnny Football's legacy. He had to get it out there before the game. Sure, <laughs> rushed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking. It's flashing September 14th in the video. I think, um, Joe, you should be writing an answer song to that guy right now. Okay. There's nothing more important, I think, in the history of pop music than answer songs. <laughs> when you say to somebody, uh, it's no longer your party and you can't cry, even if you want to. Those are the best songs that have ever been done. Got them. I'll do that. Yeah. I'm not using my own cre creativity. I'm just taking yours and saying and being contrary. Shitting on you. Sit or don't. By the end of the day, I'll talk about how I work at Sirius <laughs> and how I toss salads. How's everything going with the salad tossing job? Amy Smart came in the other day. Did you say anything to her? No, I was like Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues. I didn't say that, but I did recommend chicken on her salad. Smart. Yeah. All right, you're seeing the hot chicks there. Two of them so far, yeah. Uh, who are the two that you've seen? Kate Upton, and now Amy Smart, who wasn't... She was uh, looking older. She was looking a little older. Here she is doing porn. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize. Look how happy she is to have a penis in her ass. Really That's good. surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, since it is a football weekend, let's do a lifeboat. Um, kid uh, movie stars... In sports. Oh. Attention. Abandon ship. It's time for lifeboat. We rolling this. Let's go. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good now, look. Now, Hicks, who came up with this one? The fucking hot hand, Vito. Oh my god. Vito football is already on this? Yeah. He hasn't even been here a week? And he's got a lifeboat going? Strong. Very, very strong. He's tempered fucking steel. Uh, Alright, what do you got? Read it off, Hicks, since you got right. it in front of you. Which kid's sports movie superstar doesn't get a seat in the lifeboat? Charlie Conway, captain of the Mighty Ducks. Henry Rotengartner from... Rookie of the Year. He's the kid who had the bad arm, and yeah. then somehow yep. that turned into yeah. something. Yeah, he yeah. juiced up like Bloody fucking Super Tommy John surgery. It, didn't he also end up owning the team too? No, that was um. That's a little, little big. Little big. Little big. Shout out twins. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that a little confused. All right, so he was just hanging around the stadium. Mm -hmm. He broke his arm, yeah. and then when he went to throw the ball back, because there was some tightened tendon, he just had a rocket arm. Yeah, just throwing fucking ridiculous heat. Mm. <laughs> can, I, can I just say something really quick about a little big league? Yeah. In that, in that we lose, the Twins lose in a one-game playoff, so even in the movies, we get super close only to lose. Come on, you had Kirby Puckett. Don't make it about yourself, dude. Well, right? What do you want? He had the best ass in the history of professional baseball. Uh, yeah, you had the down. Kim Kardashian of fucking hitters for you. That's it's, true. Uh, what happened to his eye? Something went bad? Uh, he, uh, he, I think he developed cancer in his eye. He got hit with a foul ball, Jesus. and it made him go blind. And then he uh, like developed cancer and died. Oh, R. Jesus. R. This is going to be the saddest goddamn movie ever. God. Uh, he should be in this. Let's take out the kid with the <laughs> fucking superintendent. No. All right. Next, his icebox from Little Giants. Mm. And finally, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh. From the Sandlot. Oh, yeah. man. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is a tough one. All right. For me, Icebox has to be saved first. And I'll tell you why. They couldn't do shit when she wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. And then she came back that second half wearing pads and a skirt. No. Fuck it. She fashion, was unbelievable. Fashion statement. And she got uh, her uncle to respect her dad. And that was almost impossible. <laughs> she got her, her dad's name up on that water tower. Finally. I got to say Betty the Jet. I mean, he made it to the majors. Yeah, he made it to the majors. And even after scoring, gave a gay hello <laughs> to his ex-lover that he grew up with. I mean, no one does that. Maybe at your chick or your mom. And even then, it looks stupid. And he'd already been in the league for years. Like, they say he like, lost his step. So, you know, he was going, going towards the end. So he's still fucking saying what up to the fucking play I think he's guy. done it every time he's scored. <laughs> yeah. We're still doing it. Isn't that illegal? Aren't you not allowed to have a relationship with the media? So, like, isn't he just throwing his career away? I don't that? think it's illegal to be friends with a, a personal relationship. You're not allowed to. Yeah, hey, I think to, you can. You can. Oh, oh you well, mean Mr. Sexually? Three Thousand <laughs> lied to me, and I'm furious. All right, Mr. Three Thousand should have been in here because even though he was an adult, he acted like a child. All right, who are the two that are left? Uh, Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks and Henry Rowan Gartner, Rookie of the Year. The kid from Rookie of the Year fucking got there not through his own uh, talents or skill set. A freak accident. To me, he's no better than Spider-Man. And I vote out that fucking asshole. Oh, everyone he's got here. You're looking no, out. No, but you can't say that because when he lost the talent, he still took them to the World Series and won a World Series. God damn it. I wish I would have known that before I fucking <laughs> voted. I forgot the end of that. Yeah, he, yeah, he shows up the up. ring. He goes like this. He throws his fist up and you see the ring shining. And it's a great moment in sports. Movie ah. sports. See, I got that confused with Angels in the Outfield when <laughs> everyone just started flapping their wings. <laughs> I would just start flapping their wings to win the game. Josh Broden's best role. Alright, this is a tough one. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks, I'm going to let you go next. Okay, first and foremost, Bandit Jet Rodriguez is fucking safe. He gave... He Is this is a pro-gay thing out of you? <laughs> no, I just love the fucking film The Sandlot. And Benny kept that fucking neighborhood together. He did, and when you're the best... In your neighborhood, and then you don't end up like a fucking loser working at the gas station, which they normally do to kids <laughs> that are good in Sandlot. 
Um, not that anyone who works in a gas station is a loser. I'm just saying in the in the in, in the terms of a Hollywood muse, um, movie. All right, so Benny is safe for you. Yeah. Um, Henry Rotengartner, totally safe for me because he was was able to still keep it together after losing his fucking magic arm. And I watched that movie almost every night as a little kid. That and Captain Ron. Captain Ron. <laughs> Classic. So between Icebox and Charlie Conway, I always felt that was Emilio Estevez's team and not Charlie's. So Icebox, you're safe. Charlie Conway, you're getting the fucking boot. Well, first of all, I knew no one was going to vote out Icebox. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy in Jersey, you're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah. Rosenberger has to go. The guy's a fraud. All the other kids, at least they had natural talents that they used. But Rosenberger just broke the arm. And then once that last game was over, he's done. He's not playing ever again. He was the best Jewish picture since <laughs> Sonny Koufax. You've got to go back that far. He had the velocity. He also replaced the ball, right? So that, that took some fucking skill. It's uh, not like yeah. a... That's a good point. I mean, that guy threw darts. He just fucking threw darts. Don, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, your boy there, the super fan, Minnesota super fan, he's yeah. completely wrong. Kirby Puckett got glaucoma first, then his buddy Martinez from the Indian to bang him in the face in a playoff game. So you're saying being hit by a that. pitch doesn't cause cancer, <laughs> the way we were taught earlier today. <laughs> Exactly. He did not get hit. Well, no, I'm not saying he cancer got ball. cancer. <laughs> yeah, he got hit he by got a cancer ball. He got fucking hit in the head with an irradiated fucking baseball. <laughs> the catcher comes out there. Give him the cancer stuff. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Give him the cancer stuff. Saving that for the ninth. <laughs> yeah, I met him once. I hope I don't get cancer. Uh, did you rub eyes with him? No. You just made out. Just he, rubbed, he took a ball and rubbed it on his eye and he gave it to me. Chris, why does the gay stuff have to be the punchline? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> It just doesn't seem fair. Uh, I want to go to Joe on okay. this one. Uh, first, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, safe. Duh. He beat Hercules. Put on a P of Flyers. Put in and won. He won forever. The guy's amazing. He's amazing. He's he's the kid. Uh, second, Charlie Conway, captain of the Mighty Ducks, St. Paul, Minnesota. Shout out to the side. He's safe because it takes place there. Uh, three between Icebox and Henry Rosenthurger. <laughs> Rosenthurger safe. What? Yes, Icebox is out. No, that's misogyny. That's no. a straight misogyny. He breaks the gender gap. I, I never saw anyone dominate both sides of the ball the way Icebox did, <laughs> and went out with the hot kid. Went out with the pinup boy. She my, had it all. My thing is, I watched. Rookie of the Year way more as a child, just like Ix. <laughs> and his mom was kind of, And then the hidden ball trick? Who could forget the hidden ball trick? With two outs left, they needed that, then they floated it. And you're going to compare that with the annexation of Puerto Rico. The greatest <laughs> football play known to man. Um, let's go over here to Snowy. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. Um, I got to throw out the... The Mighty Ducks kid, uh, Conway. I can never stand that name. Matt, Mighty Ducks, that movie created that name for that hockey team, and I cannot stand It is pretty that. embarrassing. Quack, 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 quack. I don't even think Amelia Acevedo puts that on his IMDb. In D2, they defeat Iceland. D2 is the Citizen Kane of U Sports movies. It is. I'll agree with that. 
Don't you think Citizens Kane is more of the detail of drama, <laughs> 1940s drama? Orson Welles yeah. actually went into the went into the writing room and he was like, you know what? That damn movie, they beat Iceland in Rosebud and all I'll, that. I'll tell you this, I did not expect them to beat Iceland because those kids grew up on skates. There's Why am I just seeing occasional porn up on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> um, Pips found the icebox all grown up. All right. Where is this from? I don't even know what fucking movie this is from. Oh, Poison Ivy. Oh, she was in one of the, the oh, Strange Evening like Poison Ivy. Se- Poison Ivy 7? Yeah. Where they always try to take a kid star and make her naked? Uh-huh. All right. Good then job. you voted against this. I know. Gay. Damn it. <laughs> I guess Look at Icebox. Look at Icebox. No, ice this box. is actually in that movie. This is in Little Giants. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a deleted scene. This is fucked up. Some of those JPEGs, will you? <laughs> He's got a whole titty in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You just made me feel like I was 12 <laughs> and we found someone's dad's fucking penthouse. <laughs> All right, it's on to you, Shelby's classic Shelb. Well, of course, Icebox safe. She's bridging the gender gap. Thank you. She's bringing America into a no- new age. She's got huge tits later in life. <laughs> Henry... And you knew it was going to happen. Of course. Henry... He's he's safe in my book. I mean, he's he's stepping into the batter's box too. He forgot that. I mean, he has a huge <laughs> strike zone. <laughs> I mean, normally they'd say, "Hey, let's let's sit him for this series." But didn't that tend to help him? Okay. Charlie, he was the heart of the Mighty Ducks. Some might say it's a yes. team effort, <laughs> yeah, but they they really they couldn't have beat Iceland <laughs> if it wasn't for him. That's true. I'm getting rid. <laughs> Of Bay the Jet. Oh, right. what the fuck? Get out because here. I'm pretty sure he stole some signed balls when they left that blind guy's house. I can't prove it, but I mean, I'm make pretty me sure. like him even more. Fuck yeah. The Big Bambino. All right, to the guy who came up with it. Baby. Mr. Main Event. All right. I would never in a million years get rid of Captain Conway because <laughs> Thank I have never been so excited for America other than. Team USA in 1980 in the Olympics, and that just gave me that whole moment over again. So Captain Conway is good in my book. Then Henry Wo- Rowengartner. Everybody keeps coming up with these different names, and I want to respect them. <laughs> he's a damn good pitcher. Yeah, he is. He Rowengartner, more than he's getting. You're safe from. because he took what little he had after the injury, and you know what? Not a lot of pitchers do that. Not a lot of pitchers come back from injury and Tommy then guess John. what? Yeah, I mean he was really the Tommy John of little kids. <laughs> Then um, then it's between Icebox and Benny the Jet, and I got to go with Benny the Jet is off. Oh, oh what the fuck? I'm going with Benny the Jet, and you know why I'm going with Benny the Jet? Why? Because, actually, because <laughs> <He's too laughs> I had a different, like I had somebody else up there when I did it, and that was who I was going to throw off. Well, that doesn't so work I'm doing that Benny way. the no, Jet. No, 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 that doesn't no, work. No, no, Fucking no, no. Hicks cl- uh, corrected for you. Now you're taking getting points off because I didn't know the whole thing didn't get put up. Uh, here's Steve. Steve, you're on manifest. Hey guys, um, Ronnie, you mentioned Angels in the Outfield. Shelby, who's the child star in that movie? I believe it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This time it is. Last time you said Josh Groban. <laughs> no, that was fucking hit. That was fucking Kokomo Joe. Shelby, I didn't say idiot. No, Josh Brodin is in the movie though. <laughs> what's he do? I don't know. I forgot. No, I forgot. it's um, what's his? 
they reunited for his new movie. <laughs> it's um, the Italian guy at a talk in the show. Tony Danza, he was in that as the pictures, the disgrace. Yeah, pitcher. he died. What? In that movie. <laughs> you know, revisit this. I thought it was some breaking news. Didn't, <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't watch the end of it? It was very fucking sad. You gotta believe. I think it was cancer got to him, too. I think mm -hmm. I had homework. Um, I like Tony Danza's other sports, the youth sports movie. The one where he was the field goal kicker for the Eagles because he was a garbage man. The f <laughs> look it up. He was a garbage man for the e the phenomenal field goal kicking. He's kicking the empty water cooler. Yeah, like he was he was really good at kicking because he was a garbage man. Oh, and yeah. the Eagles picked him up. That. There it is. This just rips off Invincible. Yeah, what the fuck? The Vince Papali story. Or Invincible. What year did this come out, Hicks? This is '98. And what's the name of it? The garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. I've never even heard of this. How are they going to fit that on a marquee? <laughs> it was on, never got the marquee. It was on this Disney was Channel. <laughs> straight, straight to VHS. <laughs> the best movies are straight to VHS. I think they put it in theaters for like a day just so it could be considered for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> for your consideration, Tony Danza. Uh, all right, let's see where we are uh, in number of polls right now. All right. Leading the whole fucking pack, Mr. Henry Rowengartner with 41.84%. Who's most safe? Bay the Jet Rodriguez. And then? And then Charlie Conway. And then Icebox with 28% of the vote. Misogyny. People just hate chicks. Well, maybe it's because she could never be in the NFL. So they just, that was like, that's a, waste, that's a waste of a saved life if they're still kids. I still think that she could have made the NFL, she but she also likes to be pretty. <laughs> she f she figured out finally she could do both. Give her a break, guys. Come on. <laughs> Much like Tom Brady. Tom Brady was able to all be in the NFL and be very pretty. Fez, did you see any of these films? I the, No, no. But I, I can still give an opinion. <laughs> How can you if you haven't seen them? <laughs> because I've heard about them. Tendon Boy, love. Icebox, love the nickname. Uh, the Jet, I like the gay rumors that started today. So, Charlie, you're gone. Easy, oh. rapid fire. Oh. Um, here's Trey in Houston. You're on the Running Fest show. How's yeah. it going, Ronnie? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're all here, buddy. What's up? Um, that Tony Danza movie is the biggest piece of shit. I watched it when I was a kid, um, and it made me never want to go to Philadelphia ever. <laughs> <laughs> then it helped. <laughs> if that's all you got out of any movie, appreciate it. Uh, let's go over to Red. Red, you're on the run of Fez show. Yo, I don't. The American public gets this fucking wrong once again. How, how is Icebox not number one? Shifting that defense on the goal line, on the goal line stand. She was amazing. Cut from the same cloth as Butkus. And yeah. that pussy Charlie Conway, he had to get pulled off the ice in the fucking Brits Iceland. Uh, Fuck good him. Point. Thank you. That's why I kicked off Conway. Charlie Conway sat out so the best player could play. Yeah, he was big. He cared about his team more than anything. He made a better coach than the player. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I like the homeless kid that was like real crazy and weird. He was my favorite in that movie. In Mighty yeah, Ducks? Good. Yeah. Fulton? Keenan yeah. Thompson with the knuckle puck. That makes sense. Bring him in from the cold and put him on the ice. 
Well, he was really good at he was really good at shooting. He was like breaking cabinets and stuff in the alleys, right? Yeah, Isn't that how they, they found him? Someone just told me why I'm busting your guys' balls. I said Sonny Koufax instead of Sandy Koufax. Well, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we might get a name wrong here and there. Thank you, Shelby. No, no. It, when you're playing at this level, <laughs> you cannot say something as stupid as Sonny Koufax. <laughs> I might be done. I might be out. Um, all right, someone just said this to me, that Vito has a comedy sketch on online. Yeah. All right, I'm going to send this over to Chris. All right. And this, again, flying by the seat of our pants. We're going to take a look at this without knowing a damn thing about it. But Vito is uh, coming on strong. We may be at the point now where we want to just tell Stephanie to stay out Long Island. If I got my first stalker, I'm pretty pumped right now. Yeah, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Well, now that you gave out your home address, too, it's something we don't normally do <laughs> in this business. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't that's have said cool. that. No. All right, now, this is called Fighting for Friendship. And what are we looking at here? You want to set it up? You want to set up the clip uh, here like we're on a talk show? I'm a really big wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And this is, just put it simply, it's just a movie about friendship that's heavily inspired by wrestling. That's the... How long does it last? Five minutes. Wow. I don't know if we got all five for you. Don't You don't need to. Okay. <laughs> Tell us where it's time to pull. Why does he get that? Just does. He's a great friend. But I'm a great friend. If you were such a great friend, you would have a championship belt. Well, how do I win it? I don't know. I guess you have to be the best friend in the world. Yeah, I'm the friend of the century, man. You better watch out, because I'm coming for that belt. And I love you. <laughs> I mean, that's the best actor I've ever seen. Rachel? Yeah, sure. You see the love just... No, this okay. is too good. This is too good. 
What the hell, man? That's weird. Am I the best friend yet? No, it's still Tay. He didn't try to get in the shower with me. That's because he doesn't even care, and I do. I totally you care. Shut <laughs> up, Tay. You don't love him like I love him. Come on, man. Hey, don't talk to him like that. He's a great friend and a good person. And that's why he has the belt. I'm coming for that belt. <laughs> All right. Let's let's stop it for a second. This needs to be a series. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Whose apartment is this? That's their old, that's his old apartment. Where at? Uh it was on 10th and 2nd. Perfect. This thing is unbelievably great. It's awesome. I'm loving Ted too. He's a fucking good actor also. Yeah, everybody in it's great. These are your buddies? Yeah. Everybody's terrific. This is the best thing I've ever seen, probably, since Goodfellas. I wrote that. Yeah, you wrote the whole thing? Wrote the whole thing. Maybe you could write him some stuff, put Shelby in it, put Joe in it. Some gay stuff for them, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but another shower scene is possible. <laughs> um, here's Al. Al, you're on Run of Fez. Hey guys, I I'm lost. Is Vito in fucking Hall and Oates or something? What was happening here? Well, Hall and Oates is—he was just smart enough to make that part of the soundtrack. And I hope you sent a little money to those fellas because fair use here. Yeah, <laughs> thirty seconds or less. <laughs> just using the whole album side. Uh, this thing is amazing. That's good stuff. And we're talking about other people's movies today. When we got Vito making movie, and you're in film school, huh? Yes. I'm in film school. Senior year thesis project. Yeah? Big deal. What, what do you got planned? Stuff. Doing a movie about Bigfoot. <laughs> Smart. Bigfoot movie. How much money you got to raise for that? Because I hear all oh, you guys got to raise money, right? Uh, we're working on budgeting right now to see how much we're going to need. Are your folks uh, fat? No. What are you going to do? Uh, well, probably maybe try one of those Kickstarter things. Uh, okay. see, see how that goes. And then um, just work a lot. Get icebox and it shall go topless. You know something? Just don't look at the screensaver <laughs> things. I mean, look at the entire piece of work that she did. She was amazing in this. Oh, he poisoned Ivy, <laughs> the Secret Society. Fucking blows away <laughs> one, two, and three. I think there's... There she does. Maybe we ought to plan just a weekend where we do a Poison Ivy film festival. <laughs> that and go through the mall. That's all I want to do. I'm sure there's even more that I don't even know about. One of the great franchises in <laughs> American history. So was it tough getting into NYU? I don't I don't go to NYU. Oh, I thought you did go to no. NYU. Where do you go? I go to School of Visual Arts. Oh yeah, you don't have to worry about raising money then. Just shoot it on your fucking iPhone. I got a I got a nice camera. <laughs> do you? Got a decent one. Canon seven D. It's got seven Ds. Not oh, just one. Jesus Christ, everybody, look at all the Ds. <laughs> look at all those Ds. Actually, look at these. Fun fact, less Ds is better, so <laughs> that is a fun fact. I'm really having a, a ball now. Um, all right. Shelby, you would do a shower scene? Absolutely. I mean, you gotta, I mean, this is like the beginning of my career. Right. You need Let me to break in. <laughs> yeah. Well, would, you, would you be willing to show nutsack? I mean, <laughs> you're definitely not going to show penis head because we don't want an X. But just a nutsack. <laughs> Taint. Some back sack, maybe. You know what? Maybe it won't even be yours. Maybe it'll be somebody else's. It'll be just superimposed. Stunt cock. <laughs> Stunt sack. All right. It is the Ron and Fez show. Joe, how much are you hanging out today? 
Uh, I gotta work at like twelve thirty. Because we never even get into your noggin. We don't know what's happening. It's true. In your career, you're working a full time job. Yeah. And you're working here. Yep. Doing you, some of that. You have any time for that herb anymore? Not really. I mean, the herb. You know, I quit smoking pot, so I bought a vaporizer. <laughs> okay. Not That's not true. smart move. It's not true. But now, do you have a girl in your life? Uh, I don't have a girl, but I'm, yeah. I'm like I've been around. Been yeah. enjoying the single life. No, so, you're living oh. like a whore, right? I mean, guys can be a whore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, why don't we break here and come back and pick it up with the guys. A lot of stuff going on today. Uh, it is Friday the 13th, so be careful. You can still vote up there on uh, Lifeboat. We'll come back and talk about some of the things going on in the uh, in the world today, including some football talk. It's the Ron Fest Show. <laughs> The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Serious XM. <laughs> You've been warned. In my last years with him, there were bruises on my face. In my dawn and new day, I finally got away. But my head's all messed up, and he knows just what to say. No more dawn and new days. I'm going back to stay Macy Gray. We're talking about putting together something right now. We can't talk about it, but right now it's being called the Macy Gray Drumline. I can't wait. Still waiting to hear back from the powers that be where all of our stuff is going to be. Um, pictures of the Jersey Shore fire up on the iBank today. My favorite, as you keep going down, you'll see different things burnt. But look at Chris Christie with... <laughs> kind of tousled hair and the glow of the fire in his face. So he looks sad. pretty good. 
He looks so sad. He looks like the next president of the United States of America. And the weight is melting off of him. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally. There's a fire down yeah. there. <laughs> um, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. There is a story out of Lakeland, Florida, uh, up on the eye bang right now, where a 12-year-old girl was being bullied online and killed herself. And uh, the sheriff is saying if he can even bring charges against the bullies in this. Let's play a little bit of the clip because I'm not all that familiar with the story. Bullying maybe to blame for a 12-year-old girl taking her own life. Rebecca Ann Sedwick's body was found on North East Side Drive. That is just north of the East Memorial Boulevard in Lakeland this morning. Tennis reporter Isabel Mascarenas joins us now live. Izzy. Rebecca, Rebecca Sedwick's family says she would often come to this old closed down cement plant with a friend and hang out. A familiar spot. They say maybe that's why she chose to die here. But if suicide is the cause of her death... Right, th this, uh... Audio seems like it's pretty shitty, but the big, biggest uh, basis uh, of this whole thing is she's 12 years old. Uh, they mocked her online, killed herself. The "It Gets Better" campaign is a lousy failure. Let's face <laughs> it; it just doesn't work. Well, it didn't work in this case, unfortunately. But just, I, I hope the sheriff can bring some charges. I hope there's something he can do to bring charges against other people that would harass a child so badly she felt the only recourse was to kill herself. Um, well, it isn't the only recourse. And the people harassing her were also children. Still, uh, then prosecute the parents. That's what they do in Nova Scotia now, and I am all in favor of it. When did we start in <laughs> Nova yeah. Scotia? We should in this case. There's no way to fucking start prosecuting people for what they fucking write on the internet. Otherwise, everyone's starting to get arrested. Right. They, they, mm -hmm. How do you choose who fucking gets then arrested and who doesn't? you don't fucking does? harass somebody online. You couldn't harass somebody in the workplace. You couldn't harass her in school. Why is it okay to do it online? It's the same thing. It is basically the same thing. If you were being harassed at school, you don't kill yourself. That's the thing that we have to teach our kids is that you do not kill yourself. I was just talking with Megan McCain about this, and the whole point to be able to move on in this society is you got to let things roll off of you. That's the exact conversation that we had. Unfortunately, a child can't, a lot of times can't comprehend that. Then what if that child isn't online? If you want to start blaming parents, do you just let your 12-year-old go online be in these battles and have no, in your words, no recourse but to kill themselves. Um, why aren't we saying to kids, uh, how is this an option for what has happened? By the way, Lakeland, Florida, honey, you are going to get out no matter what. No one stays there. <laughs> That's in between. The whole thing that she was born into, she wasn't going to stay with anyway. Um, like, and the concept of online bullying, is it is a kid just making Facebook pages and saying this person's a slut or whatever, or this person sucks, or is it they fucking IMing them or whatever? Or, Let me tell like, you. 
I think you'd rather have online bullying than real bullying when someone's punching you in the ear and fucking knocking shit down that you're doing or whatever. Online bullying is really pretty easy to deal with because you just fucking click off. Or block those people. There you go. Fuck off. Unfriend. I'm unfriending you. (laughs) I don't know why, you know, we don't say to, uh, you know, the real thing here is not, is how to deal with people who don't like you. That's the fucking thing. Not everyone is going to like you. But it still should, there should be a law against harassing a kid online, even if it's another kid. The, but why are we having kids online if they don't know how to act? Wouldn't that be a fucking smarter thing to do? That would be a step in the right direction. The, the step in the right direction would be also, you have plenty of other recourses other than to kill yourself. Um, here is, um, here's Jason, Long Island. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Um, so, I, the reason I was calling is, you know, I was bullied in high school pretty bad. I, I'm an albino, you know, so, you know, I yeah. had the really light hair, right. I had the shaky eyes, you know, I was ridiculed all the way through. And I, I think what makes a difference between this generation and when I was going through it is, like, in the eighth grade, for example, I, I started wrestling in the eighth grade. Right. And, and I made the varsity team in the eighth grade, and I started getting really good at it. And I remember one day... You know, this kid, you know, the thing was, they, they, uh, kids would wave their finger and be like, hey, Whitey, follow my finger, follow my finger. And so one day, I snatch a kid's finger and I throw his face into a locker and break his fucking nose. And, and at that moment, is I realized, I was just like, I just, I, I just took the power away from, from all those bullies. You know, I, I learned something that I enjoyed, but then used it, you know, in my favor. And I'm not saying that every kid that gets bullied has the ability to do something like that. Right. I think we need to start taking the focus off of the bullies themselves. These bullies, all these kids that cause us, are getting more attention than the kids that are actually suffering and they need the help. And so well, I, think- I do also think that we have this other thing that we make sense saints out of the kids who kill themselves. And we use things like Fez said, no other recourse, which makes other kids think, hey, that's a way for me to punish people back. If I kill myself, then everybody will see me as somebody who suffered and they'll, you know, light candles up or whatever they do. I don't think it's such a clean cut issue as we can just ban it because I used to fuck with my friends like all the time. We all did. But if somebody like who wasn't. Like in our kind of circle, just saw that they might think it was something else. Then there's always like if you got fucking six or seven kids that hang out together, there's always one guy who takes the fucking shit from the other guys, and that's his. That's what he brings to the group. You know what I mean? Like he's that dude. Just like there's always a dude who will drink more than everyone else or eat something hot. You know what I mean? Whatever it happens to be. But to go back to the last caller, you're usually... The way to fucking deal with childhood is best to find something that truly interests you and get outside of it. Why do we have this thing where we're telling our kids you have to be popular, right? You have to be in with the fucking cool kids. Because let me point this out. Not every fucking school has any cool kids. Some kids are masquerading 
as the fucking cool kids. And then they go to a place where there's cool people and they look like fucking dicks, <laughs> right? Just like not every school has really funny people. So it isn't later until they go to New York or L.A. and try to do stand-up and go, Oh, I thought I was really funny because I was funnier than the people around me. Just like the jock in some small schools would get crushed if he went to a big school. We make up all this stuff. Um, here is uh, Bill in Maine. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, thanks. Yeah. The problem I, uh, that I see it as is everybody's equal. Everybody, you know, everybody gets a participation trophy. They don't keep scores in kids' games anymore. And it's not life. Life is, you know, if you want something, you got to go for it and stuff. And everybody becomes a fucking pussy. It's not bullying. People are just fucking weak, and the world is just making it worse and worse. That's my opinion of it. Fez is just reading stuff on the internet. He, ha he was on for a while. What are you doing, reading bully stuff? No, I was just trying to find out more details about this poor young girl in Lakeland, where she was taken out of her school, she was taken away from the bullying, the bullies still were able to find her, and it was just relentless. So she had no recourse but to kill herself. I, she probably felt that. Then where were the people to tell her that there was other recourse? Her parents thought things had gotten better. I guess it doesn't get better, man. Ever. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, Fez mentioned the Nova Scotia law, and that just got changed because there was a young girl that had sex with a couple guys at a party, and the guys posted it online. I think everybody agrees that that's, a, that's not really bullying. That's, that's a lot worse than bullying. And those guys, they didn't, didn't get charged with sexual assault because there wasn't evidence of that. And it, maybe they didn't assault her, but I think it's a lot different to, to post a, a video of some chick at a party having sex. I think that's a lot different than calling a chick fat online or saying you're a fag or, or being being brutal in that way. I, I think there's there's room for some changes when it comes to posting, you know, really intimate videos of people. But that's not bullying. That's that's a different kind of terrorism altogether. All right, here's uh, Tim in Texas. You're on the Manifest Show. Uh, hey guys. Yeah, I think. The bottom line is, we're, we're trying to hold people responsible for the actions of kids. You know, parents. How are you going to hold parents responsible for what a kid's going to say online and and justify the fact that we can go out and sue them? Whatever the fact is, a kid's being a kid. And the reality is, it's life. People are going to be mean to you. People aren't going to like you. We as parents have to teach our kids that that's just the reality, and we have to get over it, and we have to move on. And you've got to do you. You got to do what makes you unique. You can't worry about what other people are thinking about you. I agree with that part, but yes, your parents are responsible for their kids. If a kid was out breaking windows, just being a kid, the parent would be responsible. This is actually breaking people. So yes, I think you can hold the parents accountable. Where are you going to do? Send them to jail? I mean, according to you, this is a murder charge, right? Yeah, I would. I would. I would. There's never been any case where kids killed someone and then the parents go to fucking jail for it. That's not the type of thing. Then put the kid in juvie. If they're that much of a monster that they're going to taunt somebody to death. Well, all, of them, all the kids that said anything bad about this girl? Yeah. Well, what about this? She's dead. Who? She is dead because she did not understand that she has more choices to make than that. It's not... That's the wrong thing that is tied. Say that you're upset about this. Yeah. But can we agree that killing yourself would be the problem? 
Absolutely. Worst thing you could do. Okay, so your biggest problem would be with whatever she got to that point to make that call for herself. And by the way, we don't know if this is the only fucking reason she did it. We have no idea whether she had a happy home life. We don't know if something happened to her. We have no idea what went on. We do know that she used a computer and couldn't handle the stuff that people say online. And by the way, I've never been to any part of the internet where people don't say shit. Anywhere. There's no place that's supportive. Uh, I was just talking when I had Megan McCain on yesterday, and I was reading this stuff about John McCain, and adults are saying this, that he faked himself being a fucking POW, that his dad was behind it, working with... But, you know, John McCain doesn't run out in the street and start screaming that he's been bullied. He understands that's part of fucking politics. That's it. When you're Miley Cyrus, you have to understand that's part of putting yourself in the public eye. Maybe that's what we should be fucking teaching kids. To not act like everything is the end of the world. Because 12-year-old, uh, you're in what fucking grade? Sixth, seventh? Yeah, I think sixth. Sixth. Six. All right, sixth or seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. Uh... Do you guys ever run into any of the guys from 6th and 7th grade anymore? You ever, you know, going out to a bar and there's the people from 6th and 7th grade? I mean, don't we all agree that the in-crowd in fucking 6th and 7th grade are a bunch of fucking idiots now that we're adults? That's the whole fucking point of this, is that you're not going to be in that environment forever. And um, For this conversation, like, we're talking about like people getting teased and stuff not i mean if it's a physical getting beat up every day that's a whole different thing but people like kids teens need to realize that the stuff that happens when you're a teenager none of that matters because when you like if you went off to college that's a whole different thing you can you'll meet like new people and you'll just find yourself. But even everything. Just think of some fucking jacket that you were dying to get when you were in seventh grade and now you look back on it and you look like a dick. There was buttons on the shoulders. And whatever. Nothing. None of the choices that you were making were this fucking cool thing that we're even um, talking about. Um, here is uh, Tom in New Jersey. You're on Renifest. Hey, how you doing, boys? Hey. Um, you know, I think it's Society is, and I'm a, I'm a teacher, so I see it a lot. I think society puts such a focus on the importance of words, whereas in my generation we had that whole sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And kids are ultra-sensitive to it, and kids want to be bullies who, back in the day, would never have done anything like that, see this new weapon now. These words have been given so much power. Look at all I can do to harass Words do hurt. I don't know why we think they don't. They, they absolutely do hurt. How could they hurt? They you hurt feelings. They hurt self-esteem. If so, you give that, all right, hold that on. power over you. Yeah, you why would you give away that, that power? power? Why would their criticisms matter to you? <laughs> the, uh, you? You can look at the greatest artists that we've ever had who've created... Timeless works of arts, and I can show you uh, 
that some critic wrote that this thing sucks. But this, these are kids. They can't wrap their head around that. This girl got bullied they, for two years. That's a huge portion of her life. She can't see the end of the tunnel to where she gets out of high school and gets away from these assholes. There's no doubt somebody should have stopped in, uh, stepped in at some place. No fucking doubt. And apparently we're going to find out that they did. But you don't fit in everywhere. No one does. If someone came here and started acting like a dick at work, we wouldn't all say that that person was a dick. You know what I mean? You're acting like we can't ever say, oh, by the way, Liam is a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Or, or Mark Zito is a fucking pain. We can say those things. It doesn't mean he has to take them on, you know? He doesn't. I think there's a difference when, between when you're just calling somebody a dick for something they did and telling them on a daily basis, you should just die. That everyone hates you. That you should kill I, yourself. Again, that's making your world too small. That's making your world too small. And adults should have stepped in to fucking help with that. Um, but you're acting like the that what we do now, we have a lost kid... And what we should do is lose a dozen kids. You know what I mean? We should act like all these kids are not children or who were having their own problems growing up, but they're monsters. You're viewing them as if they were adults instead of confused kids themselves. Um, here's Chris. Chris in Indiana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I, I would just think it, it, a lot of it has to do with the parents and the way that they raise the kids and, and they soften them up. So when it comes time for them to really deal with some kids that try to bully them, you know, they, they don't, like Fez said, they don't really have an end of the tunnel. But if, if I think if the parents actually stiffen the kids up, at an early age, I think they would be a less well, susceptible to get. To we've get. got out of that. In my neighborhood, one of the things that I was taught is that the bully doesn't really want to fight. He wants to fuck with someone. Which means if you go and fight him, you might lose, but he's going to stop bullying you because it's not worth it to fight every day. We've now acted like if you lose a fight, it's the worst thing ever happened. You've been assaulted and so everyone needs to come in. So we've changed out of that. But believe it or not, that thing of losing a fight is not the biggest deal in the world is kind of fucking healthy, you know? Most of the friends that I had growing up, when we met each other, we fought first. <laughs> and when you really look back at it, it's just like those like rams just fucking, you know, it's part of being a kid. You're just testing each other out. But those same guys became my closest friends, you know. But that, I realized that th that whole thing of physicality is off the table, you know. Um, here's uh, the HTG. Hey, guys. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. I'm so upset about so many things I've heard. Fez, um, here's, here's my biggest concern, is that you're ready to go after these kids before you even have heard the actual details of what they did to her. I mean, what if what they did was exactly the same thing that thousands of other kids have done in school, but their targets didn't kill themselves? So why should these kids be prosecuted and those kids are fine just because they got a more sensitive 
kid on the other end of their conversation? I think because, one, the kid is dead, and secondly, those other kids whose victims didn't kill themselves should also be uh, taken care of. Well, then you, should make the Legally. Law against, then you should make the law against being mean, not against, um, you know, just being mean altogether. But I've seen you be so mean to people, like, much younger than you, and I, I'm sure you don't feel like you deserve to be prosecuted. No, and I wouldn't want anyone to kill themselves. I don't think I've ever you, told someone you, to go kill themselves. But you wouldn't be responsible for that if you hurt someone's feelings uh, and they went and killed themselves. That wasn't your intention. It doesn't make a lot of fucking sense where we're going with this thing. It doesn't no. make a lot of sense where we're acting like people cannot handle other people not liking them. If you if you do anything that's popular, you have almost an equal number of people who say that you suck. I don't care what you're doing. What's the biggest TV show? What's the biggest sitcom on now? Big, Big Bang. Bang Theory. Do you run into more people who tell you that show sucks than is good? Yeah. You yeah. know? No one ever sits around going, man, that Big Bang Theory is fucking fantastic. Yet they get something like 18 million people watching them. They're all going to retire rich. But if you believe what you heard, it's the worst piece of garbage ever. If you're yeah, and, trying, and, if you get well, out there, you're going to hear that shit. And what's going to happen when one of these kids that you now prosecute for bullying kills themselves? Then who's responsible for that because they're so upset because they didn't expect this it's result? A, it's a really good point, HTJ. By going by Fez's thing, once these kids find out they're in trouble, they would have no other recourse than to kill themselves because the police are harassing them and saying mean things about them. It's true. You're going I, to feel fucking stress and pressure in this world. And there's one other, um, one other point that I wanted to bring up, is that especially when we're dealing with kids, and I would love to hear how Fez feels about this, um, how do we absolutely know for sure that this was why she killed herself? First of all, we don't know if she's been abused. You know, maybe there's some other reason that she's ashamed to point to, so she put it on this. We also don't know. A lot of kids that have been through depression are on meds, and one of the heavy, heavy side effects of those meds is suicide. And so how do we know that's not a contributing factor before we jump on these other kids and, and get ready to prosecute them? Well, I'm going by what her mother said about the cyberbullying. The other stuff still needs to be revealed. Right. But again... And the complaints against the school, the fact that she had to be pulled out of the school and homeschooled because there was like a half a dozen people after her. When you say after her, what, first of all, I know you've been reading this as we've been talking about it, and you have these opinions before Has you Has anyone ever physically touched the kid facts. that you know of? Not, I don't know any specifics on that yet. So if we know that she wasn't physically being beat up, you know, I, I just don't know where you go with this thing. I don't know how safe that you can make people so that they never feel this thing of someone saying anything bad about them. I don't know well, how you can get by that. Um, thank you, HTJ. Great call. Uh, Shelby, you're a small guy, and yet you always find a way of rolling with stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got teased, I guess, in high school, but no more than really anybody right. else. I mean, you just, they say something, maybe a fault about you, you might say something back. 
It's not like I mean they, you say they're gonna but say something and then start punching you. I've seen you get fucked with here and you always slide. Yeah. You have a slide. These are survival things that you learn when you're a kid. The people that you know know have never been in a fucking a really kind of a dangerous area always act like well you someone fucks with you, you gotta fuck with them back. No you don't. That's a stupid thing to do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you hit them right in the nose. Sometimes you fucking run. Sometimes you come back with two other people. What you try to do is to have as many fucking choices as you can. And to me, what these stories of teen suicide always come up with people who don't see the timeline as being longer than what it is. They don't see the amount of options that are out there. Do you think that it's more prevalent now than it has been because we can have evidence, I guess, and of the little conversations they have online? Or do you think this the same amount of teens have been killing themselves because of so-called bullying in past years? The, you know, I always think that so much of the teen suicide thing may be hormonal to begin with because it's just difficult to grow you know and have everything chemically change and your your brain is growing and all kinds of weird shits going down but there's also this thing that we have now that it's a shock when everyone doesn't like us because i know where my Younger brother, a couple years ago when he was still in high school, like two kids within the same year. One, they said that they weren't sure if he was bullied, but he didn't have much friends. And then, like, the other kid, his girlfriend broke up with him, and he killed himself. So, I mean, I'm right. not sure. Chris Stanley, you almost killed yourself one night. That's right, yeah. I, w I missed the party on Staten Island, and I thought to myself, I'm just going to throw myself in front of the end train, right there at 59th Street and Lexington Avenue. Um... It's the hardest thing to teach kids that, you know, I know and there was a time where I thought that this little girl stopped loving me and I could not understand life without that. It felt like I lost all the fucking oxygen that the world had to offer. And now I guarantee you I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, I was as crushed... As if, you know, a 20-year marriage ended. It just, you know, I don't know. We must have went out for months, and then she liked someone else. And it was like the world had left me. I'm in, you know, junior high school. Yeah. And I felt so fucking bad. And now I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't recognize her if she came in here. It doesn't mean that it didn't feel true at the time. But what does that mean? Did something feels like something? Um... Here is uh, our friend Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ron. Um, I was uh, intensely bullied in school. I was I was uh, like five eight in the seventh grade. I Jesus have gangly. Yeah, I have bright bright red hair. I was oh, covered with ginger. freckles. Oh God! I was just a hot the hottest mess ever, and um, I. I was tormented. I mean, 7th grade to, like, 12th grade was, like, a horror show for me until I kind of grew into my own skin. But what my parents taught me, and I'm not saying this is a tragedy all around. There's a, mm -hmm. This is a 12-year-old baby who's right. dead. But the difference was my parents instilled in me very young. 
I have your back, and I'm going to teach you to cope because everyone in the world is not going to think you're as wonderful as we do. Right. And I went out there, and I had to learn to roll with the punches. I knew my parents loved me. I had very supportive grandparents, aunts, uncles. I learned to roll with the punches. I learned that... um you know, people are going to say things to me, and they are going to hurt me, and it will hurt. But it does, what they think doesn't matter. We are going to learn to cope with it, get over that anger, get over the pain of having your confidence poked at, but not poked at enough where it can take they can take it away. And my question is: This girl's being bullied online. She's twelve years old. Is she on a social media site? Because I yeah. don't know if I would let my twelve-year-old daughter. I, be I, on Facebook, be on Twitter. I they, think they can't handle it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it would be out of the question to act like, hey, when you start being online, I'm going to sit next to you. Right. In the same way that when they start to drive, you sit next to them. And, you know and, what I mean? And, and I think people of my generation who are having children, I have a four year old, bright red hair, Milky white skinned daughter who's going to go to school next year, and I know she's going to be picked on. Yeah. And people want to be their kids' kids? friend. They want to hang out with them. They don't want to be their parent to guide them, to teach them. Well, guess what? My daughter's not going to like me, but I'm not her friend. I'm her mother, and that's what I'm here to guide her through life, to teach her to cope, not when something bad happens, oh, my God, her world's over. No, I want to teach her to roll with the punches, to say, you know, whatever you, whatever you got for me, me and my family, are go we're going to handle this. All right, thanks, honey. No um, problem. Bye. Here's uh, Kurt. You're on the Run of Face show. Hey, guys. What's going yeah. on? Um, you know... Queen Elizabeth pretty much just hit the nail on the head. And the, the biggest thing is you got to teach these kids that, you know, there's some shit that's just going to suck, but not everybody's going to like you. Everybody gets coddled now. If you, like the guy said earlier, you get a participation trophy. You get this. Everything is great. You're wonderful. You're the best. Everybody loves you. And nobody can hate you. But there are mean people out there. There are other people that take their aggressions out on other people. It's not right. But everybody should be taught by their parents how to cope and deal with it and, and understand that killing yourself is going to not only just end that problem, but it's going to create so many other problems. And there's zero education for anything like that in schools or anywhere. And that's, that's what's got to happen. Um, all right, thanks. I wonder if it's even like the whole American system, like the American dream that we always are telling people how unique and special they are. But look, we got two young comics sitting in here. How many, And all your friends think that you're hysterical, right? When you walk out on the stage, it's a fucking dare for you to get laughs again. And some people, A, they're not even going to not give you laughs. They're going to fucking heckle you and try to fuck with you. You know, if you really want to get good at anything, you have to walk through that fire, you know, no matter what it is. Yeah, I never brought my friends to like a club even to see me perform because I'd like and then I'd see just some like weird guy go up, but he'd have brought like 10 people Parents in the front row and, and then get off like yeah. high-fiving people like he did great. <laughs> yeah. <What the> fuck? <laughs> no. 
Yeah, whoever goes up that first time because their friends are there and feels like they rocked it, they're, they're trying to play fantasy camp rather than really go after something. Um, there's nothing we can do, Fez, to make everybody nice. Especially on the Internet. And to make my other point, a lot of this social stuff is to put up, to tell some kids, hey, your, your behavior isn't acceptable, dude. If you want to hang out with us, your behavior isn't acceptable. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you're, like, into punk rock and you hang with the jocks, you don't fit in. If a jock goes over and hangs out with the guys that are fucking punk rock, he doesn't sit in, fit in. You know, it's not like one little thing is better than the other. You just need to grab a couple of fucking friends who, more or less, you feel like you have something in common with. That's it. Why does everybody think that they have to be liked everywhere? Um, here's Dave in Toronto. You're on the Run of Fed show. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, just wanted to make a quick point. Uh, sometimes when you just want to be mean to somebody, you'll say something like totally over the top. And, and Fez, you were saying earlier you'd never told anybody to kill themselves. I, I do seem to remember like six months ago you told Popcorn to get his mother to eat a bowl of pasta and end it all because he was such a shitty person. And he actually I mean, you know, cried about that. Yeah, he wept like a baby. It was hilarious. Multiple times. But you don't, like, you don't mean it. You just say it because you want to hurt their feelings. I mean, it's not something you need to be prosecuted for. Or the phones are out. Um, yeah. Uh, well, what do you say to that, Fez? Um, I say that I didn't... Uh, I don't remember saying she should eat a bowl of pasta and die. You did. All right. Uh, if I did, I did. Um... Also, that's, that's great that you could deal with it that way. <laughs> if I, I did, I did. I didn't stay on it for two years. First of all, I thought he was lying. That was the point of the thing. Oh, yeah. But why do you think he's lying? Because of all the other stories that I've... Um, there you go. I've, t uh, that you, I've heard it made up. You made your own decision of whether or not he was acceptable or not. Joe, get the fuck out. Okay. I don't want you here anymore. Right, Go. I'll be gone. Go. I'm leaving. You don't fit in. It's going forever. And your shoes are stupid. <laughs> well, it sucks. Sorry, Joe's here. He's such a dick. Um, but you felt reasonable that when you said those things, your words would not kill. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. They shouldn't. And I didn't say it to him every day. I didn't say it to a 12-year-old girl. And you're not 12 years old. You cannot... You're looking at these kids as if they are adults when they are making childish decisions. Stupid, childish decisions. I don't think it's necessarily bad what Fez was saying either. Like, I think he, I remember him saying his mom went to the hospital. He said, what, the pasta ward? And I was, it was a funny <laughs> it was line. It like, funny. <laughs> and the only time Fez is ever funny is when he's being mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because funny people have a certain amount of meanness in that. But I also think there's a difference between the locker room type ball busting and actually go kids no going shit. after another kid, Again, telling her on a daily basis, kill yourself. You said that what you were doing were locker 
room ball dusting, he didn't tell it, take it that way. He cried. He looked at you not as a peer, but as somebody that he admired. And you cannot get someone to die by telling them that other than multiple migs. If somebody told me they killed myself every day of, like after the, the week, I'd be alright, I that get bit, it. Yeah. Jeez, that old fucking chestnut. You're back with that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, Fez. That's the thing that you're trying to legislate. Something that is does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's unenforceable. But I, I feel like, because then you have to go after everyone. Um, so then it should just be allowed to happen, then. <coughs> Who say that it's... Then just let every kid get bullied, because there's just <laughs> too not many of them out there. We let Potten get fucking bullied by you, or whatever the fuck the idiot's name was. Popcorn. We let Popcorn get fucking bullied by you. Were we terrible people? That we didn't start and fucking have you arrested? What kind of time am I looking at? Because that happened, Fez. You bullied that fucking kid who was weaker than you. So what? You're fucking telling him, basically, your behavior in the workplace is unacceptable. It's shitty, and I'm not putting up with your shit. You might have, you know, maybe he'll learn something from it. He certainly shouldn't go kill himself or take his mom to the pasta ward. And by the way, that line that you like, there's no even no such thing as a pasta yeah. ward. <laughs> it doesn't of, even make sense. It's a restaurant called the pasta ward. Um... Here is uh, Carol in Texas. You're on the Run of Fez show. My only comment on the whole deal, though, is that those kids that did the bullying, they need to also understand their consequences for what they did, for their actions. And I, I have no idea what kind of punishment. I'm not sure arresting them is the right answer, but something needs to be done. You know, these kids think they can get away with that stuff. Absolutely but, true. Absolutely. Yeah. No one is against that. Um, the, uh, apparently people should have stepped in a long time ago, but none of them should have been on fucking line. They don't know how to handle it yet. That's, that's very true. I didn't let my kids do that either at their age. So. None of them should have been online in chat rooms and shit. Uh, without, as uh, Shelby taught us yesterday, a POS, parent yeah. over shoulder. Yeah, um, Absolutely. But I, I really don't know what kind of punishment would be good for these kids. I'd like to hear other callers maybe have some suggestions, but I really, I just can't think. I just don't know what. I would want them punished, but I'm just not sure how. All right, here is uh, Woody. You're on the Run of Face show. Hello. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, it seems to me that my first duty is to raise my child, and that if my child kills themselves somewhere, I have already failed as a parent. I mean, that, that's on you, man. you you got to look after your kids. In some cases, you may be right. In other cases, you know, no one knows what's going on through other people's minds. No, I mean, we're sitting around here. Do one of any of us really understand what depression, depression is? Uh, do we know what day Fez is going to come in and want to fucking work and what day he doesn't want to work? You know, there seems to be no common sense answers of why he feels anxiety and why he doesn't feel anxiety. Or what's going to set him off that day and what's going to make him quiet that day. Maybe that's what we're dealing with in this same situation. 
Why do? Why is Hicks such a fucking raving drug addict, alcoholic, gambling makes, fucking fiend? Makes me feel good. And... That's it. Because I see you at the end of the night. You're not so happy with yourself, are you? The ride up is fucking great. Yeah. But then you know when I get there, you realize that maybe this wasn't so fun after all. Um, Dan in Kentucky, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys. Hey. Uh. Everybody wants to fix the blame to somebody for all this nonsense. How about that little girl's parents? I mean, what fucking momo left a 12-year-old kid free on the Internet? That's wacky. And according to Fez, I guess for two years, been on the Internet running around like that. Um, Evan, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Or afternoon. Um, you know, growing up, I was bullied a lot, too, in high school and elementary school, especially when I moved. And one thing that I've noticed is, like, a trend with bullies is that they all just get joy out of watching you, like, cry and kick and scream because they're not really getting in trouble for it because the person they're picking on throws the first punch, usually, and then they get in trouble for it, and life's not fair, so... Well, he, here's what I think bullies enjoy out of the bully, bullying, is not being the one being bullied. You know, if you put in a... Uh, situation you say a bunch of kids and there's fucking you figure if you just give it the kind of sharks and and um, sunfish fucking angle right that you've got these smaller fish and a couple of char- sharks the sharks come in they see someone they pick on all the other kids are just fucking glad it isn't them they kind of join in Say the bully, yeah, look at that fucking dick, you know what I mean? You're right. Because that is a coping skill for them. That's a way for them to keep from being out in it. Now, occasionally there's a dolphin who says, fuck the sharks, I'm going to run over there and butt them with my nose. That's rare, but it does also sometimes happen. But most of the time... Most of the kids are just trying not to be the kid who's out. And let me let me just ask this. If you don't have someone who's out, how do you know that you're in? No one ever fucking brings that up. But that is an important fucking thing. If everybody is wearing the cool fucking shoes, they're no longer cool shoes. Somebody has to go get a different fucking pair of shoes. But we've gotten into this goddamn thing that we think... That you can just fucking regulate being fucking cool. You can't. It'll only take someone else to fucking come in here and goes, look at the shoes you guys wear. I wear fucking biker boots. And you guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> and then a couple other kids are going to go like this. He is right about the biker boots. We're all wearing the same thing. Yeah. That fucking biker boot thing I'm probably going to get into. You know? <laughs> I would always fucking, if you want to know the fucking cool table in the lunchroom, it's the fucking kids who decided that's the fucking cool table. Who took it upon themselves. They said, oh, this is it. This fucking table right here. Cool. And everyone else goes, that fucking table's so cool. The way they sit around there. (laughs) That's all it takes. But we don't teach our kids that. We don't teach them to be comfortable with themselves. Um, In life... When you're younger, a kid who's, you know, interested in writing may seem like the nerdy kid. By the time he gets out of college, suddenly he's got a fucking cooler life than everybody else. 
This fucking trip isn't over. That's what we got to teach our kids. It's a lot cooler than you think to be the outsider. A lot cooler than you think to be the outsider. And stop acting like if fucking Jack Kerouac was accepted by everybody in the school and is in his fucking town and in his school, then he doesn't go on the road. Then he doesn't write a book that every fucking outsider kid can pick up and go, fuck yeah, I get it now. I don't have to stay here. Why these fucking dickbags are fucking working out what they're doing in this town. I can go out and have experiences that they'll never have. Um, here is Scott. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. What What really pisses me off nowadays? I, I'm on a lot of stock message boards. Is is like the anonymity of people that can get on here. They can say anything like they want about a company, ruin people's investments because they don't think that they could be touched because they're using some bullshit alias name. And if your company is you know, that the stock message board say is out of the country, you can't retrieve it. You can't find these people that have lost people, all their, you know, that have uh, caused people to lose all their investments and stuff. And it's these kids are just not finding that out. You know, hey, you can't touch. I got an alias. You know, I'm not even from your damn state, and I'm going to pile on. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. Why can't you use your own name? You know, you want to be a big boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, you know... I use my own name in this business since I came in. I always thought it was stupid to make up a name and hide behind it. Um, but I totally get why people want to use the Internet as escapism. I get it. But also, having a fight on a message board doesn't matter. It doesn't mean shit. You can make up another name in a second and fucking just ignore the first name that got picked on or go on that person's side. Yeah. <laughs> it's all bullshit. Uh, Peter, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Fez, yeah. I love you, man, but uh, I'm just wondering, if we prosecute a bully, then do we prosecute a songwriter or singer who, you know, sings a song so sad or disturbing that somebody actually writes a note and kills themselves over that, which happened before, and they've brought it up in uh, the news, but I'm just curious, do we take it that far? I would say no. I don't think that songwriter is targeting a, a specific child. What about a, well, what about generalized child? When there's songs that say, you know, kill yourself. Then that has to be something that's stopped by, then you don't listen to that song. You don't, the parent doesn't. So you know, now it, the parents it, are responsible. It's not the person who's given the message. Somebody else has to filter that. That's something that should be filtered. With so, cyberbullying, there's not a lot of ways to escape it all the time. Yes, there is. You just said the same way. The parent would have to filter it. He came back around to saying it's the same exact thing. You can block websites. It's you can though. block your kid from fucking being online yeah. and anything that interacts. There's plenty of things that the computer does besides interact. Tell the fucker they can go on Wikipedia and just read about shit. We Maybe start in the A's. Change some fucking uh, entries. I see if you get it out. Um, Fez, remember when there was somebody was being written on in a bar and Franklin tried to stop it? Mm -hmm. Remember what we all chanted at people who tried to help? 
Yes. What? Franklin. Franklin. Like that's bullying Franklin, right? For wanting to help the weak person. That's not telling Franklin to go kill himself. That's not telling him he should die but and that everyone in the world you, hates you, him. You specifically go back to that one thing, which and is Franklin's fucking ridiculous. And Franklin's not a little kid. So, so bullying is acceptable at a certain age, not at, a, at another age. No, you're, but I you're think you're the bully thinking, person as, as an adult is able to process things better. You don't think that bullied adults kill themselves? Yes, they absolutely do. Then you, to me, are leading to them killing themselves. Because you're not out to protect them. You're not out to protect Franklin. And I know he hasn't come back here because of some things that you said. Now I feel like I want him to come back so you have to hear some of this. Not just you, but also Chris. Oh, come on. Look, it's not my fault the guy ran an illegal fucking movie theater. You also brought something about mixed race. <laughs> I thought that was just between us. I... I cut and pasted it and sent it to him. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Here's Rachel. You're on the run fest show. Hey, guys. How you yeah. doing? I got a 19-year-old who I went through this with on the Internet and trying to keep her off and trying to filter and trying to do all this stuff. It didn't work. It was hard. I have a 9 and a 12-year-old coming up now that I have to do the same kind of thing. And as a parent, I believe you're sincerely responsible for what your kids are doing and who they're talking to. You have to be involved. Or if they get lost, like a kid who's going to kill themselves, like some other people are saying, I do think that's the parent's fault. You shouldn't be so far away from your kids that you don't know their state of mind. Can I, can I just bring up one opposition here? Yeah. I think one of the worst things that we do is constantly stay involved with our kids' life. My You're parents right. weren't involved. Uh, 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 my parents were not involved in my life when I left the house, and that gave me the opportunity to become street smart. You not you're not fucking helping people grow up by constantly telling them how they should handle their boyfriends, what they should do, is their homework done. Let them fucking get out there and scrape their knees a little bit. It's true. You can't be constant, but you got to realize this cyberbullying and all these things that everybody's got to be, like parenting as an industry now, it's not like it was 30 years ago when we were running around. I, you say that, but I can remember me and my friends, we'd be walking through a field look up, see the older kids, scream out teenagers <laughs> to fucking warn each other, and right. call ass. And I'm telling you, you better fucking run your ass off. They were awful fucking people. And later I partied with them. So, I don't know what we're supposed to say, but to me, being run down by guys that are six or seven years older than you, so they can push your fucking face into the mud, fuck with you, slap you around, that shit was scary. But you had to fucking run. That's what you had to do. Sometimes when we would run, we try to trip one of the other guys, <laughs> just so that, yeah, because that would fucking slow him down. Um, hi, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I was a, uh, a bully in high school, and I swear all the guys that I bullied over the years became my best friends uh, because they 
They saw what was going on, and it was fine. You know, I, I just was bigger than everybody else. I was, like, almost six foot tall in eighth grade. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I, I could overpower them, but they found different things to kind of get to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it uh, it kind of brought us all down to a, a common level. Um, you grow up, George. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just want to know how's come every time Fez, everything anything is brought up about how Fezzy bullied somebody. He manipulates it that it's all right. But it was all right. But anybody else has to be, you know, convicted. I, well, I just don't a, get over he, how we let him go so easy. Well, first of all, it's hard for Fez to see things to be a little more complicated with raising children. That he has to believe that it's just the easiest thing in the world. Even though he used to spray a cat in the face with cold water and eventually took it away while lying to his friends. Oh, I was so sad for that cat. Um... It's not easy. It's not easy putting up with stuff every day. It's not easy to be a parent and pay off the fucking mortgage. How many of these parents that we're saying should be doing a better job are just worried about fucking feeding their kids and making sure they don't lose the house because there's $19 in the fucking savings account? But we're going to bitch at the guy because he's not there constantly to make sure that his fucking kid is treated fucking properly? I hear about guys now, oh, he missed his son's uh, game. Maybe he was at work. <laughs> Maybe he's paying off the fucking glove and the fucking cleats. It was pretty sad when he got up to bat. His dad wasn't there. His dad's working. I prefer my dad had a job so he could work during my baseball games. Did your dad ever have a fucking job? Cab driver and a truck driver. But see, what he would do was he'd get hammered and sit behind home plate, behind the cage, and scream strike no matter what happened when the opposing <laughs> team was up just to fuck with the umpire. And eventually he was ejected and sent to the parking lot. <laughs> Seems like a great guy. <laughs> I mean, psychological warfare. <laughs> Did you ever say to him, Dad, it would be better if you didn't yell strike during the game? Nah, I, I thought, hey, you know, this, this is fun. That's his thing. Yeah, he's got the cooler. He's driving home. <laughs> he's the one who seems like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Did he care whether you won or lost? Oh no, he cared very much so. Yeah. No, he he all tried to fuck with the other, you know, fuck right. with the other team, yeah. So he wanted you to do well. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um Fez got very quiet on us. He started strong now. Janice, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi Ronnie. Um you know, on current TV once, I saw a special on Janice Joplin, and she always wanted to go back to whatever little fuck town she was from in Texas to show them because she was always yeah. bullied. Janice fucking Joplin. Right. And uh, and I know this, I'm not a Bible banger, but I still think that kids need Sunday school and church and stuff. And I don't know. I just think it makes a difference. You you, you got to make them think that they're going to burn in hell if they fuck with somebody. Well, I'm not burning skin, hell. Their skin's going to catch on fire. They know that they're loved. <laughs> I go the other way. But you are totally right. So and the reason why uh, 
Janis Joplin was bullied in her fucking dog shit Texas town is because she was a weirdo there. A weirdo who would have sex with people. So she was a slut and a weirdo. And what they didn't realize uh, is she was one of the most special fucking people in the country. And guess what? They still don't realize that. They still think she's a fucking weirdo and a slut. Even when she went back for her uh, thing after she became a big star, she went back to the fucking school. And they were all whispering about her, like, oh, look at her, remember? She was such a slut. Yeah, because she happened to be born into a dog shit town. So what? And bigger than life, Janice Jeff. Yeah. So she goes to San Francisco and takes that fucking place over. But no, you're not going to make them fucking like you. If suddenly, you know, I'm sure Andy Warhol's fucking high school class thought he was the weirdo (laughs) who talked funny. And the the other thing, too, I think every once in a while, you just got to stand your ground and beat the shit out of somebody. And, you know, now everything's so you can't, you know, fight and all that. But my brother's always been a dick, but I love him. And my, my husband always said, ah, Johnny's only problem is he never had anybody who could beat the shit out of him. And uh, it, it's so true, because my, <laughs> I mean, he's a dick, but he's my big so, brother. Right. Well, maybe a couple of us will jump him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. What else are we doing? I mean, that's, yeah. We'll just take a, nobody's going to suspect us. We'll take a road trip. <laughs> we'll we'll be there in 15 hours. We'll, we'll sit in front of his house. We'll jump him. And then later we'll tell the cops, I don't know where these guys were from. I don't know. <laughs> they weren't from around here. New York police at the one of them. Every time he hit me with a bat, he yelled, strike. <laughs> <laughs> you happy now, Dad? Oh, I don't even have a Shut up, Dad! <laughs> fucking He's asshole! I'm happy now! <laughs> this is what you wanted. <coughs> he used to walk by me with one knuckle out and just whack me in the knees every yeah. time. And, you know, where no one could see except me. Right. <laughs> you, you prick. Yeah, oh, there's no... You know what? If you have a family and you have a boy first you should stop having children at that point because you're just terrorizing the ones behind him all right honey and then three girls oh god he was king dick of course he was fucking walking around swinging that thing all day love you guys i love you too honey i gotta take a break here okay uh, we will take a break. I'm glad we fixed this thing in Florida, though. We're going to have the children who uh, did this put to sleep where they can't hurt anyone else. All ever. right. Leslie sent us this story today, uh, by the way. And really, we can't get to the bottom of the bullying thing. It's all so fucking stupid. You wonder, though, how many people go... I got bullied when I was a kid, so I'm going to show them all. You know, I'm going to show them all. Why can't that be every bullied kid's story? Fucking just look. Fucking fuck you. Yeah. I wish it could. I wish it could have been this little girl's. Yeah, me too. Me too. I wish he had those things. But we can't change the whole world. We try to tell you all the time. We can't change. Fez came in today and he goes... I feel so bad about that fire in New Jersey. And I said, yeah, we all do. You know, it's a sad thing. 
The floods? Sad thing. Uh, Anthony Bourdain struggling with his ratings? Sad thing. I hope it picks up for him. Oh, I said that because I see him on CNN now trying to get everybody. I'm sure he's doing very well. Parts he looks unknown. great. Parts unknown. I guess he never did move to Vietnam and write that novel the way he said <laughs> he was going to do. I think he's in L.A. a lot. It's easier to ride around the world and have food and party. Be on TV. I do feel like he should have the Undertaker on with him, since he's from a parts unknown. Everybody's from parts unknown. When you really think about it, <laughs> at the end of the day, I swear to God, I never hang up with Janice. I don't start getting emails. Love Janice. She's the best. People write, makes Mike day. Love to hear from Janice. Remember when, um, and Redfield just sent this in, when Dave's kid was here and loved attacking Joe with us? Oh, yeah. Just, ah, pointing at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a dick! It's fucking great. And Joe was like, hey! I'm not a dick! That's not wrong. And Stan didn't identify with him at all. Nope. Stan fucking pointed him that kid down. Right after he fucking shamed Adrian Peterson out of the front. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, who loves God so much. Don't call him Purple Jesus. He's a little Jesus. He should still, like, at least let the people call him that sometimes. Maybe after last season. Mm. All right, we will break here. Uh, we'll be back. So much stuff to get into. Filtered Excellence is out today. Shelby wants to give us an update on what's happening in Toronto. Uh, our buddy Michael has written to me twice believes this is going to be one of the best movie years of all time being there in Toronto. Because I could shape it up that way. There's a lot of great films, both indie and big budget. And non-indie. Alright, I want to go over some of them. Maybe when we get Paulo on the phone at the same time. Right. Uh, did you hear back from Vito? Did you get that thing? A-okay, everything cool. He just got back. Vito's the best. He is. He's fucking, it was on special assignment, he fucking did very well. Would you do me a favor? Sure. Would you take Vito under your wing? I, I will. Me and Vito are going to be thick as thieves. I want you yeah. to say, I'm your rabbi. I'm your radio rabbi. All right. You hear that, Vito? L'chaim. <laughs> and teach him the right way. All right. I will. All right. Let me break. We'll come back and talk movies a little bit. We'll grab Paulo. It's the Ron and Fez Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's OP and Anthony channel. More in moments. Yeah. It's all about variety. I like my men tall and big. I'm looking for a woman who likes to watch football. I like a girl who don't mind crying either. Trust is a big issue. I like girls who, who, who like to play with food. And she must be chocolate. Has to love kids. And round. I want lots of kids. No hair. Medium build. Beautiful teeth. Deep eyes. She gonna be off like No muscles. All muscles. Narrow waist. Bubble butt. Girls that don't wear bras. Gigantic thighs. Maybe a smoker? Committed. Powerful. Adventurous. Passionate and gentle. Um, if you think that's you, then uh, give me a call. Thank you. 
Macy Gray. I wish there was some royalty thing that we should could give to her. I believe she deserves it. She's amazing. Great when she came on the show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we cannot reach Polo for whatever reason, even though we knew we were going to have him on this week, right? Yeah, I talked to him last night. Still can't do it. Still, he can't be there when it's time to do it. He literally told me yes last night, call me anytime. I'm good. I talked to him last night. He told me the same thing. He was ready to go. Mm, unbelievable. Well, my guy's ready to go. Classic Shelby. Shelby, what's happening in Toronto? What's the big movie going to be this year? It's the Toronto International Film Festival. Probably the biggest film festival second to Cannes in the world. Then you're not the biggest film festival. You can't. You should say Cannes is the biggest film festival in the world, even bigger than Toronto. Okay. <laughs> Of, Cannes right. is bigger than any other film festival, including Toronto. <laughs> that's how I would. That's what I would put on the flag if I was up there in Toronto for this. Um, what are the big films that everybody's a buzz about? What's got everybody talking? First, there's a lot of big budget films that debut at Toronto, but there's a lot of smaller ones like indies that no one's ever heard of. But since they're at this big film festival in the same stage as these big ones they might get a bigger audience and that like precious mm -hmm. some of those movies that you never heard of which propels them I just to an seen. oscar really precious mm -hmm. oh it's fun it's a fun one no i haven't seen the butler either i haven't seen that the trailer makes it look like that butler had a lot to do with american history i didn't see him with any entrees it seemed like he was just finger food yeah appetizers <laughs> and munchies they don't have time for that in the White House. I'd like to see him come out with a bunch of steaks. Let's see if he can really, you know, carry that tray. The first one making the biggest Oscar buds is 12 Years a Slave, directed by Steve McQueen. It's about a, it's a true, based on a true story of a free man in the North who's captured, put into slavery in the Deep South, and it has just a giant, like, cast uh, with, Michael Fassbender, the Kovangene Wallace, she was recently nominated for that Oscar, mm -hmm. Beast of the Southern Wild. Paul Dano, he's a really underrated actor. and Not by me. Not by you? Mm -mm, he's been here. Mm -hmm. I thought he was... She definitely, he's probably going to get an Oscar, I'd say, in his career. For this? No, not maybe for this. I heard Fassbender's going to get one, and whatever this guy's name is, what is it? It's too hard for me to remember. <laughs> His name is too hard it. for me to remember. Chuadel Ijefor? <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> I'm, that's but what I'm going to go for. But I'd rather you made the mistake than me. Chuadel Ijefor. Yeah. It looks like a really brutal just telling of what happened, and they don't whitewash it by having just that white but character. But do you really want to see that? I mean, we get... I just want to say <laughs> two things that I know are bad, and I don't have to say it anymore. Slavery and the Holocaust. I know that they're awful. But I'd rather see that than have it be you know kind of bad and they have the white character who steps up and is able to save everybody like they did in the help and so many other films these days oh the film that you just loved last year django unchained thank you white guy who knows more because you're german mm -hmm. really then what did you do go back and start the holocaust you fucking prick well it wasn't him personally i mean no probably. but i'm talking about his people i see 
I see people just not so much as individuals, but as their race and ethnic background. That's how I try to view them. No, you should see people as individuals. You can't just lump them all into the same fucking place. I don't have time. I mean, there's 7 billion people on the planet. You have to meet all of them. Well, I'm going to have to fucking create some boxes. Next is the fifth estate starring Benedict Cumberbatch, who's in a that lot of a real films. Name. <laughs> I, that's what I thought, too. Like, his parents are playing a joke. Like, we're going to give him the most British name possible. Oh, what's this about? I don't even know this movie. It's about Julian Assange, and it's oh, like a autobiography, geez. even though the whole story about him isn't even over yet. Right. Which I don't understand why they would make a movie. The I just ending. saw the documentary. Didn't you give me a documentary on him, Hicks? Uh, yeah, I gave you a. Doc. And then we, we never followed through, right? I, the, the director that never um, materialized. Yeah, but I guess this. We I mean, know how it ends. He's in a fucking uh, embassy for a year. Yeah, but doing well. I'm sure. He also has that guy from Glorious Bastards who played that hero German soldier. He seems to be blowing up now. What's his name? Daniel Bruhl. I just saw him in a movie the other day too. Um, the fuck was it? It's called Rush, and it's about uh, Formula One racing back in the seventies. He plays Assange's partner in here. The I mean, German guy. He's always playing the German guy wherever he goes. <laughs> the, the outsider. Yeah. I understand you have a need for a German in this movie. <laughs> Perhaps you would like my services. <laughs> Hicks, by the way, you did a great Russian voice the other day. Well, oh, yes. Oh, now you did it. Go to Sheepshead Bear. Drive my brother's Maximo down the Ocean Parkway. It's pretty good. I hope that we could get you in a movie. I got fucking Vito right one right now. Beautiful. It's called about him falling in love with a Russian guy. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. For the art, I'll fucking take the role. All you guys will do gay jokes. I'm the only one who respects gays and sees them as people. Thank you. I'm working on it. <laughs> you won't get there. <laughs> Come on, that'll make him kill himself. Jeez, don't bully, don't, dude. Don't stop. bully. Everybody's friends. Hold on tight. Hold on tight and just know that you don't have to bully all the Yeah, it's going to get away. Scrip it. Grip it. There it is. Shelby, are you okay? Just If there's any razors in here, you might want to... There's always razors out. in here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm never more than three fucking feet from a razor. In case I can't take it anymore. Seems like a lot of films this year also, they want to have a giant ensemble cast just to boost the film and get them into like, the Oscar race. It's no longer just one. No, you need name. everybody. And that's the same in August, Osage County. It has Julia Roberts, again, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> and Meryl Streep. <laughs> Comesy, darling. It's Hollywood calling. They'd like you to be in another film. It's based off a Tony-winning play and Pulitzer Prize-winning play. A father, he kind of goes missing, and they all, the whole family is really dysfunctional. Meryl Streep's just being the yeah, southern it bitch. It was a gigantic uh, play. Won the, uh, I think not only um, Tony Award, but I think it won... Other awards. Beyond, was it a Pulitzer? Yeah. Okay. That's something I haven't even done yet. Damn, yo. Yeah. It's getting some mixed reviews, but I would see it 
just for Meryl Streep's role. And she's just perfect in everything. You think she's a good actress then, huh? All right, then I'll look into her work. Meryl? Let me give you a few. Street. I'll give you a few uh, <laughs> titles. Check out Netflix. Great. Them. Great. <laughs> right now I'm watching Derek. Uh, just came to Netflix. Yeah. But when I'm done those seven episodes, I'll move on to this Meryl Streep. Now on to some indies. Another one, Tom at the Farm. It's this guy, he has his girlfriend, dies, he shows up to this rural farm for a funeral, but nobody's ever heard of him. And That's weird. They what? just act like we don't know that you existed, and then like just the family is really weird. The brother's evil and just tries to pit him into this crazy game. And this is his family? No, the... It's his girlfriend. Look how his hair is the same exact color as the dead corn. <laughs> it counts as the Joker. You do, too. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to you to kill yourself when I said that to you. This <laughs> <laughs> bullying thing isn't working on me. The guy that directed this is only 24 years old, and it's already his fourth film. So Yeah, but the other three suck. <laughs> I mean, they're real garbage. That's getting a lot of buzz just for being really raw and brutal out of Toronto. These are all playing at the Toronto Film Festival, soon to be wide releases. Next is Labor Day from Jason Reitman. He's kind of, I think he's kind of reinventing the romantic comedy in a way. Rom-com. He's making them just kind of better than... Not not essentially Woody Allen, but I mean, Up in the Air, that was a romantic comedy, but not done in that same cliched style. Did you like Up in the Air? Yeah, I thought it was okay. But this one, he directed, what was it, with Charlize Theron. It was a really just dark film. This is another one called Labor Day, where a escaped convict, he kind of holds himself up with this woman and her young son, over the long weekend, and then they just don't know how dangerous he is, and it's just a really tense film starring Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet, which looks pretty good from the short clips that have released so far. I like the fact that you review clips instead of films. I couldn't get up to Toronto this year to see some of them, so that's all I can really do right now. Next, All Is By My Side, that... Jimi Hendrix Next. bio. Do you not feel that one? What? You don't feel that one? Uh, they couldn't get any Hendrix's music. It's insane. How, how, how can you do a Hendrix bio and not have his music? But do you really need to hear like Purple Haze again? Yes. Just it's, because it's the biopic. You got it. <laughs> fucking like that. It's gonna be awesome to see fucking Andre Two Thousand playing Purple Haze. <laughs> I would say that, but the film only captures the two years he was in London in 66 and 67. So it's not like it's going to cover like then the I'll wait natural for part bio. two. Maybe they will make a part two. Part two. The family ever fucking just releases the goddamn rights. Look, Andre 3000 doing this? Yeah, what could they Andre really screw screen? up? I mean, Andre so Benjamin. <laughs> That's what they keep calling him now. He'll always be 3,000 to me. Next, we have... 
Kill Your Darlings, which this is probably the one I'm most excited about on this list. It has to do with the beat poet generation of Jack Kerouac, who was mentioned earlier. And um, just a lot of them. It stars Daniel Radcliffe, and it kind of revolves around the murder of David Kammerer by Lucienne Carr. That was a real murder. It's based mm -hmm. on a true story, and it looks really good. It has Dane DeHaan who was in the movie Chronicle, and then I believe it was Place Beyond the Pines. He seems to be getting a lot of work and blowing up himself. It's another ensemble cast, and it looks to be... It's a cool look, look, look into that time period and the whole beat poet generation and just, you know, the whole liberation they felt like they were going through. Plus a nice, like, murder mystery plot involved with it. Next is Afflicted. This is another indie that's just kind of blown people away. It's another found footage oh, film, Jesus. but they're totally like re. It's a horror movie though, and they're making it just like a whole new genre sort of. Most found footage is horror yeah. though. Like the vast majority. Of <laughs> I'm doing a found footage comedy. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I think I have to go see that then. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's a film footage rom-com. But a lot of people are having trouble actually putting it into a genre. It has, it's about like two friends. One finds out he has a really bad illness. Oh. So they're going to take a trip all across the world, and they're going across Europe. But one of their friends, he starts to get like these really weird symptoms, and the action scenes in parts of the so film fucking great. are being called just like <laughs> the best revolutionary. <laughs> the Look, best ever. there's only two stories. Do you know that? Yeah. That people can tell. Number one is a stranger comes to town. And number two is a man steps on a homeless man's cake. <laughs> Those are the only two stories in art that we can tell. Next we have what? Don... John with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the aforementioned Tony Danza. It has Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He just fucks a lot of chicks. Hell yeah. He loves his car and working out. Is this the same as 500 Days of Summer? No, Pretty this much. one... That's what it sounds like to me. He's addicted to porn, though. And he meets Scarlett Johansson, and she's like the girl of his dreams, but... He has to try to give up porn. Why? In order to be with her. I don't know. I guess I'd have she's a not cool run a nuisance batch before I even went in there. <laughs> or I'd fucking come in two seconds. Joseph Gordon Levitt wrote, directed, and starred in this, which I think he did just because he could write a movie where he gets to have sex with Charlotte Johansson a bunch of times. Is he Batman in this? Or it seems like he's going to be the next Batman? Well, he's Robin. Might be a prequel. Or oh, he's just jacking in his bat suit. That uh, ScarJo is still looking good after all this time, huh? Yeah, she's she's keeping it together. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about her. She's a looker. <laughs> oh yeah. And Tony dances in this, huh? Yeah, he plays uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad, and he's getting some pretty good. Is movies. Angela from uh, You're the Boss or whatever it is? She in it with him? <laughs> Who's the boss? She might make a cameo. I'm not sure. The, the fucking uh, jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tony Danza double-team Scarlett Johansson? Does that happen in the movie? <laughs> you know what? If what? that happens, yeah. I'm already giving the Oscar to them. <laughs> yeah, so she hates... Yeah, I see the trailers for this. She just hates him fucking watching pornography, and she's like... Why does she care? Oh, my God, you're jerking off. She puts on that fucking accent. 
like a fucking bad Brooklyn or Queens accent. Like, oh my God, what am I not enough for you? What am Look I at, supposed to do here now? Oh, my big tits and ass not enough for you to jerk off the pawn? Come on. All right. So well, that's it? Yeah, it's Toronto International Film Festival. Hopefully, we'll get to I see some it? of these. I'm not excited about any of it. You hate all these movies. Yeah. The only thing that I'm excited about is the Star Wars prequels, one and dones that they're doing. Uh. Uh, and I think they're going to expand the Star Wars universe like they have with the books. Even, wow. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the next Avengers because I think <laughs> they're going to be avenging some shit, <laughs> which I'm looking forward to. And Lord of the Rings? Uh, LOTD to me is done. <laughs> But I am looking to see if they reboot the Twice series. I saw this, that the guy who made Fifth, Fifth Element, right? Yeah. Wants to do a remake of Fifth Element. <laughs> Not Fifth Element 2 or a, a remake. He goes, I didn't have the right kind of fucking CGI when I made this. Yeah, fuck, when, it came, when the hell did fucking Fifth Element come out? That didn't look great. For at the time, fuck, I think everyone fuck was like, holy shit, this is nuts looking. He wants it to look even better. 97? Come on, 97 fucking flying taxis and shit? Looked yeah. awesome. Now he's going to have super flying taxis. And even longer filters to the cigarettes. <laughs> and even more dreaded blue space aliens that fucking keep things inside their stomachs. He's going to have to update the camera setup that Chris Tucker's character played, because those we actually have by now. Where it was just a little thing hooked around his ear. Where he was filming everything. So he's really going to have to up the future uh, aspects of this. Up in the future. <laughs> I just hope Tiny Lister fucking be the president of the universe. Tiny again. Zeus Lister, my friend. Get <laughs> his whole name correct. I apologize. All of Shelby's uh, Toronto Film Festival picks are on the iBank, and you can take a poll with each one if you if you think it looks great or if you're just saying, no thanks. Man, people love it in 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, I I, I hear that that's going to make a movie to win the Oscar. That's what and saying. some of the acting things. I don't know if I can watch it. I don't like, I don't like to see people be slaves. Especially this guy. He's a free man. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, and he like, seems like the kind of guy I could run with. You know? Now he's a slave. That'll piss me off. He's a, kind of like, a, like almost like an ancestor or earl. I couldn't see that happen. That's a little bit of racism. <laughs> How? What? Because you play, pick out the one black dude that you know. <laughs> what was the slave master? Any ancestor for anybody in this room? Yeah, the, does that seem like me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I like an early day Ronnie Bay fucking <laughs> enslaving people as soon as he got the chance. Look, he's getting slapped. He's not hitting back. I can't stand this kind of movie. He can't. He can't fucking hit back. There's only one slave movie I really liked, and that's Mandingo. <laughs> And that, the reason is that taught me quite a bit about interracial love. You can't stop it. Black on white, white on black. Can't stop, won't stop. That's the best way to put it. And now there's a porn star named Mandingo. So, you know, that's how far we've come. That might be Ken Norton's kid for all we know. <laughs> uh, Ken Norton fought uh, Ali... I think he broke Ali's jaw. Big fight this weekend. 
the highest money ever to go to a prize fighter this weekend. Yeah, uh, Mayweather's getting forty-one or forty-two million just purse. That's not even. That's not before. That's and then there's pay-per-view, and they think they're thinking it might break the Oscar De La Hoya Mayweather fight because this fuck this new kid he's fighting is like forty-three and zero, and everyone in Mexico is just losing their shit over him. People in Mexico believe this could be it for them, right? Yeah, I, you I, gonna I, watch the fight? <sighs> I haven't watched the fight in a long time. But this one has me thinking about watching the fight. I after every fight, I say "fuck it, I'm done." But I, I'm going. I'm going to watch. This. I'm going to be watching this thing Saturday night. I just are you going to boot it? or are You going to pay for it? I'm going to boot it. Or, or I might just go with some friends and just fucking throw down for like the eighty dollars worth of this pay per view. That annoys me. It's really ridiculous. But you know, I'm just. I'm like. I'm in a bar and I hear the barbacks who are like Mexican dudes talking about this fight. I just heard guys in the bathroom talking about it, including a celebrity. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say who it is, but they were all like, we've got to see this fight. And I'm like, I shouldn't see the fight, so. It's Canelo. This kid, it's the fucking ginger Mexican. Yeah, but I will definitely root against him. Maybe he's related to Louis C.K. <laughs> you know, that's the second thing of racism, because <laughs> there's so many examples of red-haired Mexican guys that you could use. And you got to show, throw Louis C.K.'s name into it. Please, stop. This stop. kid looks fucking tough as nails there, doesn't he? Undefeated. All of his brothers are boxers. He's real badass. You think he's going to beat Mer Mayweather? I think there's a shot. This kid fucking puts his, his ass down. Somebody told me that the whole thing with Mayweather is to get to Rocky Marciano's 49 and all. And that'll become the greatest. Then that'll be the biggest payday that ever happened. Yeah. I think the, um, the Showtime... Contract ends around there, and it's like forty nine or fifty. Right. So then, you know, then he's like, "All right, I'm, I did it. I'm out. I'm done. Peace." He's actually going to say peace. Yeah, he's like, "Peace out, guys." But he's not leaving the country, so you could say, you know, he'll probably stay in Vegas. Yeah, we'll probably even have him do some announcing, <laughs> or at least bet on things and show stacks of money on Twitter. What are the big uh, football games over the weekend? I think the big game is going to be. Um, 49ers Seahawks. 49ers going to the, as they call them, She-Hawks. Now, the Seahawks uh, said that they are going to have undercover cops wearing 49er jerseys, which is the biggest lie known to man. <laughs> All they're trying to say is don't jump people wearing 49ers jerseys because they could be cops. But it's simply, you know, it's simply a ruse. And people are going to be so drunk that no one's going to remember that story even happened. I'll keep announcing it. Everyone say hello to the undercover cops <laughs> wearing 49er jerseys. Might be that guy. Yes, you right there. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, that's the Sunday night game too. So that, that, that's the perfect Sunday night game for yeah. us. I guess Denver at uh, Manning Bowl. Den Den Broncos in uh, in with the, at the Giants. Watch fucking Peyton just tear it up. I don't know. Eli might, brother. Eli might bounce back in a big way. Uh, Brian in Detroit, you're on the Running Fed Show. You know, Pepper, 80 bucks isn't that bad compared to what they want for a small business. They want minimum $2,225 for, for uh, under 50 occupants. Holy they told me that's the only way they'll make any money on the fight. That's horrifying. They fucking make you drop twenty fucking two hundred dollars for a fucking fight. For less than fifty people. Fuck that. More than fifty people, the money goes up. Yes, sir. Who's going by to check each bar? Though? Yeah, they do it, man. 
Believe me. I got fucking popped in my club for playing music and not paying. They go around and check everything. They go around and check on, like, if you say, um, can I have a Coke? And I don't say, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. I just fucking hand you a Pepsi. Boom. You get popped. They got people, that's all they do. Go out and fuck with goddamn guys. Just club and bar narcs? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's fucking wonderful. You get paid to do that, to just screw people yeah. over. Not only that, but you're eating and drinking for free when you go out. <laughs> oh, yes. Country's a prison. Oh, that was a large leap, but I'm just trying to tell you the way the world works. Well, it shouldn't the, work the, that the, way. These motherfuckers, these closed circuit pricks, this is their only chance to make money, and they're going to go out and pop as many people as they can. Now I don't even know if I want to watch this fight. Yeah, do we really want to support this fucked up system? So boxing still is a lot bigger than uh, Ultimate Fighting, then, huh? Um, There's no no paydays like this comes Ultimate Fighting's way. No, no, no. I, I think the top guys make like a few hundred thousand dollars for like like a title fight. They got to feel fucking embarrassed when they start hearing what this prick's making. But also, they're putting on UFC fights every month. I mean, there's big boxing pay-per-views, what, a few times a year? I mean, these guys, these guys are fucking fighting... Bare Mayweather's only fought once once a year for the last three or four years. Mm. It's crazy. This is this turnover of since his last fight is the fastest fucking turnover since a long time for him. They just don't fight it. It takes all. a lot out of you because you won't last long if you fight a couple times a year. He sits around and waits till everybody gets like, oh, I forgot I hated the last fight. Let's do it. <laughs> like here I am. Can you believe I'm thinking about buying this fight? I know yeah. better than this. I don't know. It's gonna I've be, never enjoyed one of his fights. I know. It's going to be the same fucking fight. This kid might get in a couple of shots. He might get a little excited. But in the end, he'll just put up his ridiculous defense and win by fucking points. Do you think most Americans are going to root for the Mexican kid? Yeah. I think most people are just sick. Most people are going to be turning into this thing to fucking watch Mayweather go down. That's what people are coming turning in to fucking watch. I don't think there are too many Mayweather fans out there. Like, I love Mayweather. Like, he's like, he could be the best technical boxer ever. I mean, the fucking guy just doesn't get fucking hurt. It's ridiculous. He's done it for however, 44 fights or whatever. But he's an asshole. He wants to see him fucking go down. No, he's a terrible person. <laughs> he's really a dick. He's a terrible person. What time Spit Doc coming by with the <laughs> chicken parm sandwiches? Pit Doc is not. That fucking terror. chicken parm was out of this world. Pit Doc has great taste. That chicken parm was the best one I ever tasted in my life. Uh, Shannon. Shannon, you're on the run of fish. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, I was just listening about the boxing versus UFC. I'm a huge UFC fan. Uh, but uh, there was an article today. I don't know if that's where this discussion came from. But Brock Lesnar made five mil for his fight. It was a couple of years back. Uh, that that was the highest fight purse that the UFC ever paid out. Uh, but they get a they get a portion of the pay per views as well, and then sponsorship. So uh, it's nowhere near what Mayweather makes for sure. Yeah, but, uh, but, but five mil was the highest. Thought, five mil, you know, Jesus but, Christ. But Brock Lesnar already had was already a name. I think a guy coming up from in the UFC ranks who was just known for MMA is going to be making as much as Brock Lesnar, who was a professional wrestler, bringing well, in people. Mayweather didn't make this his fucking eighth fight either. You know what I mean? You have to become a name before you're going to get those paydays. But I mean, Anderson Chris, you're fucking GSP apples and oranges like now. No, I, I'm talking fucking sense. But Lesnar's fucking had like six fights or something in MMA before he stopped. 
Yeah, there's just so many. One, you have UFC 170, and it's a big deal. And then a couple weeks later, 171. So how you don't big like it of a at deal? All? Not crazy about it. They're just rolling around on the ground with each other. You don't like that? You don't like looking at um, that? Joe, Louisiana, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hey, Pepper, you're... Uh you're definitely wrong about one thing. What? The black what? community, the black community is behind Mayweather way more than you would imagine. I mean, I live down here in you know Louisiana. We're seventy five percent black down here. Everybody's Sorry. behind Mayweather. Everybody. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe just in your neighborhood, but fucking, I think Mayweather is. People are getting tired of Mayweather. Not people, black people. Not, they not. You're black. being a little bit of a fucking racist right now. Black people tend to love Mayweather. People are tuning in. No one wants to watch him win anymore. People are tuning in. Black people do. No, I think black people want to watch him lose and then come back and fucking beat whoever beats him. The, people are, get, are getting bored of watching the same fucking fight every Mayweather pay-per-view. The only time a fucking, uh, if you're watching with a bunch of people, the only time anything pops in the fight is when Mayweather's on the fucking ropes. That's it. They, they, people are waiting or fucking chomping at the bit to watch Mayweather lose. I don't know if he is. He might never fucking lose. Nah, that's crazy talk. <laughs> he might never lose. He's fucking... not going to fight forever. Well, he'll retire. Undefe- he might retire undefeated. And leave money on the table? No way. If he retires undefeated, by your numbers, he's going to leave 70 or $80 million. Who would do that? He might want to do it for his legacy. Donald Trump would fucking walk into the ring if you told him he could win $80 million. And he'd fight Mayweather. And he'd go, hey, whatever, I got my ass beat. But there's 80 mil. I think to Mayweather, his fucking being undefeated and being, I could be said, the greatest boxer of all time, that would matter more than him than $80 million. He's already made fucking hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, and now he could have 80 more. <laughs> I don't know. No one I... ever walks away from it. No one does. Everybody... Everybody fights at least two, and sometimes more, fights too long. Everybody. I think Mayweather... But your prejudice doesn't let you see that. I'm not prejudiced. I'm just saying what I know is true, that people want to see him fucking go down. That's what would be the fucking you know big what? story. I got a great fucking movie role for you. It's yeah. in 12 Years a Slave. You would be playing <laughs> Master down south, you fucking racist. I'll t- I'll t- if it's just a movie role, I'll take it. Uh, you wouldn't do it for real. Water, Mrs. Stanley. Water, Mrs. Stanley. Dave. Get back in that field. <laughs> in Cleveland, you're on the Run of Fed show. How you doing? I want to comment about the Mayweather. Yeah. Um, I'm black, and just from the buzz around this fight, a lot of blacks are definitely behind Mayweather. A lot of people in the black community do like Mayweather. Dave, I know that for a fact because I speak for the black community, and I already said it. Well, I was just verifying. I don't know. Mayweather had that falling out of 50 cents, so I figured, it was, you know, there's split camps here. They used to be best friends, and they got it as Twitter beef. But you'll be surprised how many people don't like 50 cents in the black community. That's true. Oh, That's something you don't what? understand. Yeah. You don't know a goddamn thing about my community. <laughs> Your community? What? Uh, or the black community, either one. Upper East Side or the black community. All right, thanks, Dave. Hey, no Grow right next to the Queensbridge Projects. I know all about the black man. Yeah? You ever stop at him once? <laughs> no. Yeah, thank you. Um, here's John. You're on the Manifest Show. Hey, Chris, just, just a reminder. Floyd Mayweather, his nickname is Money Mayweather, so 
long as there's cash, he's going to be in that ring fight. He makes that cash. He's going to fucking stop fighting. Uh, listen, if, if he gets to the end of this Showtime fucking deal, which I guess is in a couple of years, he fucking wins every fucking match, and he breaks Marciano's record, he will retire, and he ain't coming back because that matters more to him than fucking another... He's already fucking banked it up fucking for so long. It's ridiculous how much money he's fucking made. Then what will can he I, pose with? Can I, only, can I say one thing to you, Chris? Sure. You're stupid, and you should kill yourself. <laughs> no! Kill yourself. No! Everybody doesn't like you, and everybody wants you to kill yourself. Please, everybody? Everyone. All right, Shelby, throw something through the window out there. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll just throw myself through the window. You'll never make it. <laughs> I'm trying to kill myself. I know, but I have that window doubled. Fuck me. Yeah. I guess I'll just throw myself in front of a fucking cab or something downstairs. Maybe I'll probably just fuck that up, too. Everything. You fuck up everything. Should probably just end up breaking a leg or something. Damn it, I just paralyzed myself. Fuck. Oh, that does happen sometimes. I'm sure that's what like, oh, I'm going to have a great time. No, you're not. Can't even do that right. You're not even going to heaven. <laughs> now I'm just stuck in this fucking paralyzed hell. Or a paralyzed universe, as you like to put it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I'm working on. It's about a paralyzed universe, I call it. It's a parallel <laughs> universe, but everyone there is paralyzed. What a shitty universe. Nothing yeah. must get done. No, nothing. As a matter of fact, most people die stillborn. How <laughs> do even impregnate each other to have more babies? This is fucking nuts. I got a gravity thing that I'm working on with that right Whoa. now. <laughs> I guess they can just will themselves to orgasm. <laughs> Is that what you guess, you racist motherfucker? How's <laughs> that racist? Oh, I wasn't going by that. I was going by from the last stuff. <laughs> not everything you say is racist, but it doesn't mean that you're not a racist. All right, true enough. Okay. Um, Billy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I hate Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> He's a show-off. He's just, he just wants to floss his money around, and we're tired of it. Who's we all we all want to see him fail. Who's way? Black people. Can I? Uh, I hope I don't offend you by this. You sound like an Uncle Tom to me. <laughs> I don't think that's offensive either. It's not. Uh, are you going to watch the fight, Billy? I will. I definitely will. God damn it! I'm going to watch it too. I think. No. I'm watching it. So pissed off at myself. <laughs> Why am I doing this again? I watched the last Mayweather fight. I, what time is it day, coming on? One thirty in the morning. Yeah, pro midnight at the earliest. God, why? I do like it when he walks to the ring. It's just a ridiculous amount of belts. It's just here's insane. what kills me: you spend eighty dollars Saturday night, <laughs> and you probably see it for free by Monday. Yeah, yeah, you'll catch every yeah, everything will be online, all the highlights. Showtime will probably air it on the regular channels. Maybe with this corner man, it's fucking has a crooked eye. Um, Chuck, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, what old Chris Stanley don't understand is people do a lot of things for $80 million. He'd probably fuck Fed in the ass on pay-per-view for $80 million. Would you? A lot of people would. $80 million? Yeah, I'll fuck Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> $80 mil. But I'm not, I wouldn't be also, because I'd just be a fucking weirdo bagging a dude in the ass. Can I just tell you something? <laughs> yeah. You uh, should have held out for more. <laughs> we were ready to go way higher. Cocksucker. Yeah. But see, Mayweather has, has fought and could be considered the best ever with a fucking totally undefeated. That's the reason he would do it for his legacy, not for the fucking money. He's the greatest of his generation. He'll tell you that. Yeah, but if he goes undefeated, fucking for you know, fifty and zero, 
greatest of all time. People will say that about him, and that's what he wants. I think that that's being literally said. Like, there's a case for saying Mayweather is the best boxer of all time, totally undefeated. He will fucking sit out for that. Here's uh, our friend Givac. Hey, Givac. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Yeah. This fight, um, this card alone, I, is going to be amazing. The, the undercard, Danny Garcia, is a Philly kid, uh, is fighting this guy Matisse from Argentina, who is just knocking everybody out. He's got 34 wins, 32 by knockout. He's a monster. And people who don't want to pay the pay-per-view, I do what I do. It's, it's so much fun, and it's great. Go find a local movie theater. They get you'll get every undercard. You get the main event. You got it on a huge high def screen, and it's twenty bucks. And I didn't know they were still theater. doing that. Yes, they they show the pay per views in the movie theater, and it is a black for twenty bucks. Run, you see the first undercard. Then there's time between the fights. You can walk out in the lobby, get get some popcorn. But it's not like watching a movie where everyone's quiet. People are yelling, cheering. It's a pisser. Uh, it's the best way to watch a fight. Yeah, I saw Tyson like in an arena that way. Ha, I saw Tyson fight. It was in a goddamn arena with like five, six, seven thousand people. Holy shit! Uh, and it felt like you were at a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It felt crazy. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Being there, being there with a bunch of other boxing fans, and and you know people want to keep proclaiming boxing dead. I love the sport. Yeah, it's dirty. Yeah, it's corrupted. It has problems. I still love it, and it's a blast, man. You go there, and everyone's screaming and cheering and stuff, and you and it's the same thing. You're watching it on a monster screen, the same cards you're going to get at home. You're getting the entire broadcast for $20. It's unbeatable, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. GVAC, uh, who's going to win in the title fight? Mayweather. Yeah. The way the way he toyed, I mean, he was in jail and, and out of the ring for a year when he fought Guerrero a few months ago, and... He was like a matador fighting an old bull. I mean, this kid Guerrero was swearing he was going to be the one to finally beat him and shooting his mouth off. His dad was, was his trainer was shooting his mouth off. How they're going to, and he couldn't lay a glove on him. Mayweather would stand right there and just bend, duck, bob, weave, and make him miss and then pepper him and just dominated him for 12 rounds. And that was being out of the ring for a year. Now that he's fighting four or five months after this last fight, and the thing that's going to hurt this kid, Canelo Alvarez, the fight is that what they call a catch weight in boxing. Canelo's the 154-pound champ. Um, Mayweather's a 147-pound champ. They're making him fight at 152. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know how these guys starve and dehydrate themselves sure. to make weight. This kid's got to do an extra two pounds. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I think, take a lot more out of him than he thinks. He's saying it's no big deal, it's no big deal. When you work that hard to get to 154, and now you got to get to 152 the day before the fight, I think it's going to do a lot to take his legs away. And I think Mayweather will just dominate this kid, too. Give him a clinic. All right, Givek. All Thanks, right, buddy. boys. Peace. I think I'm going to be into this fight now. <laughs> too fired up about it. Here's Nick. Nick, go ahead, bud. Hey, Tapper, I just want to let you know, man. Even if he goes 50-0, he don't break Marciano's record because Marciano was a heavyweight, and this guy's a stalk of asparagus with gloves. Yeah, but here's the thing. Marciano only fought how many times as a champion? Like four or five? It wasn't a lot. No. And but still, it, I mean, it's, you fight heavyweight, that's a big difference, man, between fighting heavyweight and fighting at what the weight that uh, 
Yeah, but I mean, you're not even challenged. And when you only fight four or five times as the champ, you don't have that same kind of challenge in your life. How many guys do we know who weren't fucking just tomato cans? Back then? Yeah. Yeah, there's some fucking bums on that card, just like every other fucking boxer has. Come on. But, I mean, when you're working... I mean, he went and fought 40-some fights before he even got to the championship. We don't know who those guys were. They were bums. We all know it. Fucking thing is, this kid's got like um, 13 years on Mayweather. This kid's only 23 years old. He's really fucking young. And he's only he's been pretty much just been fighting in Mexico. So who are you picking to win? Mayweather. He's impenetrable defense. Okay, then what are you saying? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> shit I mean, you had to fucking pick Mayweather. It's, his defense is so fucking overly dominant over every fucking fight he's ever been in. But the it's fuck- the most boring thing to watch. I know. It's fucking terrible. Every fight's the fucking same. And on Monday, I'll probably come in here and fucking save five scene every time. I don't believe I blew eight months of that <laughs> shit. Damn it. How much is the fight? Well, let's check the actual price. I think it's $69.99. What's bargain? Oh, 70, oh, excuse me. 75 for HD. 60 for non HD. No, I'll watch it low. I'll watch it low, Def. <laughs> I'll just be. I'm gonna. How much to watch it in black and white? Ninety? What? Doesn't make any sense. On an old set. <laughs> and it's gonna be shown in 542 theaters around the country. Was this shown in New York? This is not the actual theaters. I'll look it up. But it's Come 25 on. bucks. Go to Fandango. Don't you know how you Fan- use Fandango yet? Fandango. <laughs> it's a weird. Well, name. you're gonna be working that night. You and Dave. Yeah. Gonna be in here yelling jizzies and cumsies no, and whatever fucking you guys yell. NFL fucking hardcore sports talk. Fucking 7 p.m. Eastern. How come you can't talk to the NFL with us? I am t- we haven't talked to the NFL. I haven't talked to any of it. <laughs> Sheahawks, baby. They're gonna fucking get fucked up. <laughs> no, there's no way they fucking go down to the fucking <laughs> well, what, what are you? First, your character says something, and then you yourself <laughs> say something else? <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy. Fucking Fandango doesn't even have where it's playing. This is bullshit. The Mayweather fight. It's not working. You got to put in the correct date. Saturday night. Here, let's everybody in the typing pool. (laughs) (laughs) No one worry. Mr. Cross, someone for you on line nine. They're not even putting it up? They're not, they're not putting it up here. I'm not seeing it. Right to Fandango. They should change their name to Fuck Donkos. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, have a picture of a guy fucking a donkey. All right, good. And so this is what I think of you. There you go. See that donkey cock? That's what you're taking right Maybe now. Maybe I'm not even going to watch this now. <laughs> no, come on. After all this, we have to fucking watch it. I don't know if I'm going to be up that late. You said it doesn't even fucking start till 12. Yeah, it's 12, probably 12. And I'm going to be caught up with Johnny Football all day, and then I got fucking NFL the next day. Mm-hmm. It's a very. This will be a fucking great sports weekend. If I'm awake, I will buy it. If I'm asleep, fucked it. I ain't waking up for it. Maybe just set your alarm. Just be, you know. No, I don't like to do that. Once I lay down, I like to stay down. I'm not one of these guys of, oh, set an alarm and I'll wake up when it fucking goes off. No, I can't have a job like that. I couldn't. I can't have a job that starts in the morning. And I'm putting up air quotes. <laughs> It's at the Village 7 in, um, 
on Third Avenue. I'm not going to go suck cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place it's playing? Union Square, the, well, the by, big by multiplex. The way, I just want to point this out. How come this fucking animal Chris Stanley can't find this? Find, it was, that Fandango fucked me up, all right? I should have just fucking went through a straight Where'd Google Where'd you find search. it off? Fandango? Uh... Fathom events. God damn it. You could have backed me up there. You would have looked like an idiot. <laughs> Should have went there. Do me a favor. Find out where it's playing. Uptown. Uptown. <laughs> okay? If I want to fucking reach around, I'll, yeah, I'll head to these places. Plenty of great people. Where is it playing Uptown? Uh, the the furthest uptown is Times Square. Nice. The Empire oh, 25. You, you ain't Not what I'm go interested there. in going. Fucking Times Square on a Saturday at midnight. A fucking movie theater? Fuck that. Let me just tell you something. That's Midtown. No. You can go down Union Square. There's plenty of great characters in Union no. Square Park at midnight. <laughs> We're well, getting out around two. I don't need it. There was no way I was going anywhere anyway. I'm just going to watch in my house tonight at all. Maybe I'll see if Megan McCain wants to go out with a couple of young Republicans who we'll all go together. I wonder who the young Republicans. I guess for Mayweather, they'd be they they want Mayweather to win. Young Republican, right? Not no. like a Mexican. This is their worst fucking idea: black versus Mexican. <laughs> Can't they both lose? Doesn't work like that. Sorry, this isn't an election. It's real life. <laughs> Canelo is a great Mexican hope. So are you. I'm glad Mexicans look up to me. We all do. Really? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's uh, break one more time. All right, let's do it. And when we come back, you want to take it to the limit, or are we going to break again? We're going to take it to the limit. Let's do it. Run a fast show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Tez Wally. Yeah. This is the... The Ron and Fez Show. Games changes and fears. When will they go from here? When will they stop? I believe that fate has brought us here. And we should be together, babe.
It's the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, Friday, September 13th, 2013. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, longtime listeners of this show uh, will remember when we read a story that um, one of our listeners named Brian um, put up on the Atera bag. Everybody was very, very moved about it, was having about having his uh, daughter born and um, the challenges of what they were going th- through uh, with her. Um, she had um, ha- well, she was born with half a heart and was waiting on a transplant. Um, he updated today. If you'd like to go over to the Terabang and, and read this, uh, they lost Little Anna on September the 11th. Uh, it's amazing stuff to read. He shares about um, what he was, what he had gained uh, from what happened with him, about his faith in humanity being stored, about uh, strangers doing stuff to help, and uh, all the great work that the Ronald McDonald House uh, did to, to help out. Uh, it's up on the Interabang. It's a really touching story, and uh, uh, we'll all be thinking about you and your family, Brian. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez Show. Today is well, it's the beginning of a big sports weekend for you, Chris Stanley. Yeah. I'm wondering how many things you could possibly end up being wrong about. <laughs> um, all? Uh, yeah, i got college football. we got boxing. we got the NFL. It's going to be nonstop. I cannot wait. It's probably what that'll probably turn out to about twenty hours of sports over two days. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. You will not be able to, to get enough rest. No, 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 no. You'll come dragging ass in here on Monday. <laughs> I think I'll be I'll be fucking nice and toasted. You're definitely watching the Johnny Football story. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have to. This is the fucking game. They're going. They're gunning for him. They're gunning for his legs and his head. They want to fucking take his ass out. I can't imagine any college football player not on Texas A&M not hating this fucking guy. Why would they fucking have any love towards him? He fucking acts like a jackass. He's a bad guy. He's the villain. I don't know if he acts all that bad. He's just cocky. They just The whole media, especially people on ESPN, just have written him off so much right. and made him out to be the villain, but I'm betting there's players that are not that great of teams or even, you know, maybe not even that good themselves who are just as cocky and maybe well, worse. There's a lot of actual villains that don't even play. Um, now, are you gambling on any of the games this weekend? Uh, because today being a Friday the 13th, we were thinking about superstitions. As a matter of fact, today this weekend's Weekender is going to be about that. We should have plugged the weekend earlier. Uh, we haven't got to the Narczito plugs even. We're just kind of behind on our plug thing. Maybe Shelby could be plug guy. What do you think? Does he have a plug guy scene about him? I think I can grab this one if you need if need be. Or maybe be. Pips. There needs to be more plugs. And I don't know. Shelby did an okay job when Jay Okerson was in with the plugs. That was but like, remember you hurt Jay Okerson's feelings. Yeah, that was like that could treat that as his tryout 
and I don't think it did too well. I'm just telling the fucking truth here. But you think we would have plugged the Narczito benefit show a couple times? I mean, that's what we all say, like, oh, yeah, we'll plug that. And then we never get the plugs down. And then, of course, uh, Shelby, it seems like he's coming on strong. But then he's like, maybe I'm too cool to plug something. Mm-hmm. All right. In the Weekender, what are we giving away? What's the price uh, today? A Bronx Tale. Signed by Mr. What? Yeah. A Bronx Tale. Like Bush was the fucking ex <laughs> of that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The jinx. Exactly. It's a Bronx Tale, baby. It's signed by Chaz. This is the, maybe the greatest fucking prize that we've given away on this show. And for three hours and 15 minutes, we haven't plugged it once. We're giving away Bronx Tale signed by Chaz. Yeah. Palm and Terry. Who, by the way, I consider a friend after him being on the show a couple of times. And co-worker. He was on... Is he still here? No, but he mm. was a co-worker for a time. He was doing his own show. I mean, no one lasts long today. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. The Weekender. Superstitions. Do you have any like, <laughs> superstitions that you do at the track? Um, at the track, I have to... Um, I always keep my sunglasses on. Like, I, if I feel like if I take the sunglasses off, then that, that like, fucks up my, like, my mojo or whatever. And also, I have to keep my fucking uh, racing form in my back left pocket. If that, if it's not there, then it's fucking, something's going to be fucked up. Also, like I said earlier in the, earlier in the show, if, like, I feel like the Seahawks are a fucking lock this weekend. It's, it's minus two and a half. Fucking lock. Fucking bet everything you have on it. It's going to fucking come through. They're not going to fucking lose at home. Last time they played fucking... Uh, destroyed them. Destroy- it was a fucking beatdown. But I'm not paying that. I'm not putting a fucking dime on it. Because if I did, then it's fucking... It's going to go to shit. If something fucked up will happen. So Russell when Wilson. you're really sure of something, you won't bet it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why you lose so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking... It, because I feel if I then bet it, then it's fucking done. Then I've already... Pips, what about you? Are you a superstitious guy? I try not to be, but uh, the one thing, I don't know if this might be an OCD, but uh, superstitious when it comes to happiness. I, I don't want to feel happy because if I do, something bad will happen. Now, it's very funny that you say OCD because I do think that there's a, uh, a close connection between superstition and OCD. Some superstition, I think, is good for you because it keeps you awake. It mm-hmm. keeps you paying attention. No, you know, OCD. I don't know if they're ever any good. No, it only hurts you. An OCD. I, f- I feel like because it's, it's just adding. It's 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 fucking. Not you if up. you're picking your head scabs. <laughs> no, those those scabs need to be there. Then it's an open wound. <laughs> then there's ooze coming out of it. Um. All right. Well, that'll be up over the weekend. What about you, Shelb? I like having all my clocks match, like phone, computer, alarm. I got to have them all in the same time. One can't be 11.39 and one 11.37 or 38. Now, do you believe that's bad luck will happen? I don't know. It's just, like a, again, an OCD that could be some sort of play into it. But I don't really believe in bad luck. I just, it just takes too much of your time up. I don't think it's real. It's because you don't gamble. Yeah. And you don't care about any sports team. Yeah, you got With the sports jinxes, I cannot bet on any team that I cheer for. I could bet against them, 
but I can't bet for any team that I cheer for, or it's just not going to come You've in. You've never bet for the Bucks. No. In fact, like during the Super Bowl run, the way I had to bet on the Bucks each week in the playoffs is to basically bet against myself. Like one in the NFC Championship game, I had to bet that if they won, I would take everyone to dinner. In the Super Bowl, I had to bet that I would get a tattoo. I had to bet against myself or it wouldn't have come in. That's brilliant. That was brilliant because you figured out your jinx and then went against it to punish yourself. So you could get what you really wanted. Holy shit. It's like trying to trick the jinx. It's good. You did trick it. One year. I know in sports that any time like a team I'm rooting for, if somebody starts to trash talk before a big game, I know, okay, we're... Fuck, we're, we're That's a jinx. But, but you ever sit in the same seats or don't fuck around with your seating chart or, you know, what time you put the game on? There's yeah. a lot of people do stuff like that. During the uh, last Giants Super Bowl, I fuck I, I was fucking sit, I was sitting in the same place. And anyone tried to fuck with me or do anything, I was like, "You shut the fuck up. Right. I'm not moving from this spot. Look how great this has been going." Yeah. So no, no thank you. That's a smart idea though. <laughs> yeah. That way you keep winning forever. Exactly. But eventually I did have to move. That was long after the game was fucking over. I like a good jinx. I believe them 100%. I believe they're real. Probably not the healthiest thing, but it's fucking... Uh, that's what I believe. I had this thing when I would lived on Roosevelt Island. When I would go to the sports bar to watch the Bucks games... I had this thing where I had to see three squirrels in the parks on Roosevelt Island. This is OCD. Before I got to the subway. That that isn't superstition when when it said that. I know my dad had to have like his terrible towels all lined up. Like he had about four of them during that big, that big run, um, '06 when they faced like the Colt and they had to when they had to win. They got it in the wild card, so they had to win four games. Yeah, they were on the table. I picked, yeah, they were on the road the whole goddamn time. I picked up a superstition from Dave, where putting a, if you have to, I have to stamp, if I finish smoking a cigarette, I have to stamp it out. If I if I leave a cigarette burning, even on the ground, the concrete, in the street, something bad will happen. And I don't know how it, it just guides me now. If I, I I'll chase a cigarette down the street if wind blows away, just to stamp it out. Mm-hmm. That's just safety conscious. You know, start to start a brush fire. Well. But then that means it's coming back to get you. Exactly. If you watch a game with Eastside Dave, he will make up a superstition on the spot where I have to keep this chicken wing in my left hand or the the team won't score on this drive. That's alcoholism. (laughs) Uh, It's up in a box this week, uh, the superstitions, and your opportunity to get in on this. Win a Bronx Tale, signed by Chaz Palminteri. Uh, Anthony, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Uh, anytime a commentator says how well a player's doing, you know, has gone so many plays without throwing an interception, the next play will be an interception. See, I, I hate that kind of thing, too. I will blame commentators. And I despise anyone who, in baseball, uses the term perfect game. I don't think it should be said. No, 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 no. That, that, that's, that's fucking against the law. I prefer, hey, that's interesting. Do you get a good look at that? <laughs> you don't see that all the time. Wow. 
something hasn't happened. I leave it at that. There's a clip of like the guy in the Mets. He was throwing. He was like in like the sixth or seventh inning, and you don't. When they come back to the dugout, you don't give yeah. him a fist bump or a high five. But some you guy, drop it. he like raised his hand up to like. And like a little after halfway of realizing, oh god, I'm not supposed to do it, you jump it down, mm-hmm. you can show him, oh fuck, what the fuck am I doing? Matter of fact, no one will even sit near that guy. Yeah, just leave him alone. Just leave him sit at the end by himself. Why won't anybody talk to me? You know, because of that thing. You're playing the game, aren't that you? That other thing is happening, <laughs> if you notice. You don't need to talk to us. You see all those zeros up there? Weird. It's interesting, isn't it? You guys have any religious superstitions? Um, I'll do sign of the cross on an air on a plane on a plane before I come up. Uh, and I feel or or passing a cemetery. I'll do the fucking. Supposed to lift your feet. Oh really? Yeah. I used to do the sign of the cross. That's that's fucking what my, I picked that up from my parents. They're very Catholic. Hmm. Well, I kept them alive. Yeah, right. Did them a lot of good. <laughs> You know my fucking St. Jude prayer cards I found in the fucking apartment? I was like, what the fuck? I could start my own goddamn church with this shit. I wish I wouldn't say stuff like that. It's a little blasphemy. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's just prayer card. I mean, you know. I could start my own goddamn mm-hmm. church with this shit. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> what do they say? You don't whistle past the graveyard, Tim? Is that one of them? Yeah, that's one of them. Or moonwalk. That's really frowned upon, too. I guess not. All right, so that's up on the iBank today. Your chance uh, to uh, win a really, really great prize. Hell yeah, Bronx Tale, signed by Chaz Palminteri. The man. The main man. Hell yeah. You had another uh, box you wanted to put up today, and this is about guys who take care of their own. Hell now, yeah. This is a very good premise of what was, and you brought up Sandler, right? Mm-hmm. So what was your premise about Sandler? That he, as is on his way up, even like when he first started getting into films, he always brought his boys along with him and always gave them work. And still to this day, grab, you know, takes his guys and you know, sets, hooks them up pretty much and fucking gives them the shot. And he's done it throughout his entire career. But is he really giving them a shot? Yeah, he's... he's, he's if that's the only thing they're doing, <laughs> is playing in his movies and no other, is that giving them a shot, or is that just surrounding yourself with people that you feel comfortable with? I think he's he's giving them, giving them a shot. He's giving them work. He's keeping them employed. I mean, these guys he's known his entire life. Do they do anything that he's not involved in? Some don't. And some do. Some of his some of his guys literally only do Happy Madison production stuff and right. work and work for Happy Madison. And anything they do is through Happy Madison. And you don't know any of their names. Either. <laughs> well, I know, but uh, I was at Hooters one time watching a ball game, and uh, Sandler comes in, him and his wife, and they're both like wearing jerseys, like they're all like all happy for Sunday stuff. And they had those guys with them, and they were wearing jerseys. Jesus. And they just sat and watched the movie and watched the the games like everybody else. But it was that 
it looked like one of his movies all sitting there at the table. <laughs> those dudes that you really don't know their names. Yeah, those two dudes, that's Alan Covert and Peter Dante. These guys, have, Alan Covert especially has been in everything. He was in Airheads. He had a bit one-line role in Airheads. That wasn't even like an Adam Sandler movie. He was in it. He was in one of the stars. But it's this, you would know him, it's this guy. He was also, he's, he started one film. He was there yeah, at, at fucking Hooters. <laughs> they, yeah, they've been friends since like uh, they were at um, NYU. And they've been writing partners. So he's written stuff with Sandler. And he's like an executive producer at Happy Madison. And he's starting Grandma's Boy. That was his... That was the, Which was it. also a Happy Madison, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was all, that was all Sandler. He got that made. Oh, that was like a Sandler movie without Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the guy, Alan Covert. He was the, um, he was the caddy in uh, Happy Gilmore. He was, all right, let's call Vito in for this. All right. Because he's a film student. Yeah. Vito, come on in. It's vital that you're here within seconds. All right, so what else has he done? Give us everything that this guy's done. All right, this is Alan Covert. Um, he's been in Airheads. Happy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Airheads, Happy Gilmore, Bulletproof, The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Deuce Bigelow, which was a Happy uh, Madison production, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Eight Crazy Nights, Anger Management, Fifty First Dates, Longest Shard, Grandma's Boy. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. He was in an episode of Undeclared with Adam Sandler. And then finally, Jack and Jill was his last work two years ago. Coincidentally, one of Sandler's <laughs> last films besides Grown Ups. So this guy. Yeah, he doesn't put him in Grown Ups, which is the film about him and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You'll but do you think they're stars. friends or underlings? You know, it's like Elvis's friends. I think Covert is a friend because he's also he's also written stuff with Sandler. I don't think he's an underling. I think underlings. Like if one of them said, "Hey, it's Jack and Jill, you're gonna dress up like a woman," That's right? Stupid. Boom, they're like, out. Get out. They're like, "Yes, oh man, that was funny, Elvis. When you did that thing, it was great, man. <laughs> hey, when you shot out the TV, it was fucking great, man. Great, Elvis. You the best, D." <laughs> That's Covert, and then Covert's the guy who usually acts with Covert as Covert's friend in the Adam Sandler movie, like they're yeah. paired together, is Peter Dante. And he was uh, the drug dealer in Grandma's Boy. He, they played a gay couple in Big Daddy, the gay lawyers. He's like Covert, but he just only acts. He doesn't really write as much. And he's been in almost as many movies as Covert. Adam Sandler films. And how are him and Sandler buddies? Um, they uh, think they met through Covert. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, even in like in his Wikipedia page, the first thing is he's been in most Happy Madison films because he's friends with Adam Sandler. He's the, these are the two guys that when Adam Sandler dies, they're going to write books called Bad Stuff About Adam Sandler. <laughs> I would think Adam Sandler was so great. Well, I'll tell you why he wasn't. And it's just all these fucking stories. Make it sound like a dick. Yeah. I hope not, though. It's all part of it. Cover and Dante seem like good dudes. Yeah, they are. They're the best. <laughs> They're the salt of the earth. So those are the guys you don't know that are his boys. And then there's plenty of other guys like Steve Buscemi, who's a, they became friends on the set of Airheads. And then now Buscemi's been in not that Buscemi's been in every almost every fucking Sandler movie since then. And only for a cameo, yeah. and probably some fat cash. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's probably a really like what. He got paid that for that? Yeah, and Buscemi ain't no underling. He's their friend. Yeah. They're actors and they're friends. Well, he probably just feels like, oh, how cool, we can get Steve Buscemi here. Oh, hell yeah. 
What about the one guy? He he's kind of like a bigger dude. He's always cross-eyed. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's uh, he's, he's a Boston comic, right? Yeah, it's um, he's an Irish. He has like an Irish name. Yeah, it's John. Um, John what? John. You keep saying John over and over. I'm trying to come up with the next name. He was like the only one that was in anger management, right? No, Colbert was in anger management. Oh, he was in anger management too. Oh yeah, he was the ex-boyfriend of Marissa Tomei. Oh yeah, they're all together. I don't have his name. Hmm. Um, here's Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Ryan Fed show. How's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, uh, Colbert is, uh, he's great. He's the limo driver and, and uh, the wedding singer. And you, you don't even recognize him in a lot of the roles. There's the, also uh, and little Nicky, the roommate, balding in the middle. He's, yeah. That's, uh... So in your, yeah. in your feeling, the guy's an amazing actor. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing at that? He does all these comedies. Look, I, I like Grandma's Boy. Jonathan uh, Lawfren. Jonathan Lawfren. That's the cross-eyed dude. I'm not thinking of him, though. I'm thinking of the guy who plays a dad a lot in his movies. Does, like, a comic. Like, go to... Um, uh, Fifty first dates. He played uh, the Barrymore's dad. Oh, um, yeah. the guy that was in Boy Meets World. Yeah, he was Sean's dad. Boy Meets World. Blake Clark. Yeah, Blake Clark's in a lot of stuff. Hey, he was Waterboy, and that and that's my boy. <laughs> and Fifty first, yeah, Fifty first dates. Yeah, he's he's part of a lot of sandwich stuff also. He has this wide cast of fucking dudes he fucking hangs with. Yeah. And then uh, Nick Swartzen is another guy who's more recent, like in 2003. He sees him as a son, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's going to pass on his knowledge. And the first thing they did together, well, like Sandler saw Swartzen stand up and was like, called, literally just called him up, like, let's work together. And then he co-wrote Grandma's Boy. And Swartzen's been in most of the movies since 2003. And on his own has gotten some terrible reviews. <laughs> what was the fucking movie that he he got that they? Oh Jesus! They yeah. killed B him for Bucky Clark, Born yeah. to Be a Star. Then yeah. that Peter Dante guy was in every ad where the, he was just yelling <laughs> at the camera, but there was every other ad. God, enough already! <laughs> and then Swartzen was in Grown Ups too, also. So he got like a pretty. He's he's been doing well for he's himself. He's doing okay for himself. Yeah. And I would say he's a friend. He's a friend since he did. He did, was had that stand-up career before fucking knowing Sandler. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then Rob Schneider, <coughs> and they met on the set of Saturday Night Live. He, um, by the way, does not have a reputation of niceness around people. I didn't know. I didn't hear like, that. Whenever you hear about something, someone dealt with Rob Schneider, they're always like, "Boy, Rob Schneider." He was really giving me a bunch of shit. That's at the thing. Yeah, man. Hollywood people always complain. Well, I mean, f glad he made friends with Sandler since Happy Madison Productions fucking Well, I produced. think that's why he oh. feels that way. So when you're Schneider big, you don't need to be nice to people. Yeah. Okay? When you got Rob Schneider money coming in? Well, he's, Rob Schneider's got fucking Adam Sandler friendship coming his way, <laughs> which is what is keeping that's him alive. That's money, though. Oh, yeah. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fetish show. Ronnie B, uh, that last pass in Waterboy where Blake has pinched his nipples was probably the funniest thing ever. I hit the deck. 
I love Blake, that, guy, that old guy. Um, here's uh, Throw. You're on the Run and Fez show. Throw. What up? Yeah. Thor. Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, what can we Don't do for you? Don't forget Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick has been in quite a few of these. Uh, he was in Grown Ups. He's the one who called the Snyder's daughter Fugly. Um, Fucking ugly. Yes, don't fuck this. <laughs> Not that hard to figure out. Who else? Schneider, Swartzen, Buscemi. Um, those are the, the main people. What about are... David Spade has done a lot of stuff with him? Uh, not as much as, as Snyder and Swartzen. I mean, he's, he's come up in the... Well, I didn't say it was the most. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, but in Grown Ups is where they're really fucking... Well, Rules of Engagement is by Happy Madison. Yeah, and Happy Madison also does all these guys' movies. Yeah, like I mean, Joe Dirt was Happy Madison. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to hear that, though. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to fucking hear this that. This isn't about Happy Madison. It's just about Adam Sandler. <laughs> it I mean, seems like it is, though. <laughs> it's a big part that. of it. Now, here's the uh, uh, thing about Sandler. This would be a great box sometime. In the early stuff, those girlfriends, you would never see them again. They would do the one movie. They'd always be kind of cute. But mm -hmm. girl next door, and then you'd never see him in another movie anywhere. And then after a while, he started putting stars, <laughs> like a really hot you're the model, right? Star you know, dating in Brooklyn the movie Decker. with him. Yeah, you're like really Jennifer Aniston. Like if you weren't Adam Sandler, <laughs> the movie star, you'd be able to get these girls. Definitely, he always plays characters who are wealthy like really wealthy too like they're always living in a mansion so money will never really come into a, being a problem even when he's supposed to be broke <laughs> yeah even fucking uh, happy Gilmore <laughs> in a giant loft apartment or the big daddy where he fucking was working as a toll booth operator and he has a place downtown that would probably go for 12 to 18 thousand yeah he said he won a lawsuit it was like Two hundred grand. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that gives you six months yeah, to live in that place. Premise. Yeah, was his wife uh, Selma Hayek and I think like yeah. Spanglish yeah. or something? Yeah. Like, come on, in both grown-ups movies. He's doing okay for himself yeah. when it comes to women. Well, I think his total box office from all of his films like three billion dollars. Good. It's a it's a ridiculous number. No one. Everything he does makes fucking shitload of money. No one that I've ever known before knows his audience the way he does. You know what I mean? Like, I would never say that there's never been another entertainer who understood exactly what their audience wants as much as Adam Sandler has. Maybe Gene Simmons, but we're talking about that kind of a marketing mind to be able to go, no, this is what they want, and this is what I'm giving them. And it keeps working. He's just ridiculously successful. I mean, think about how many funny performers who've not had a career one fucking tenth of what Adam Sandler's been able to deliver. Really hysterical guys. Yeah. Can't do it. Adam Sandler can't stop doing it. Like, it's like it's, he's so successful that just everyone around him is getting movie deals. Like all of them, all of them have had movie deals. Even mm. Alan with Cole. him, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, there's not this huge spinoff thing that you're saying. No, but there's so much extra that, that, that the fucking Happy Madison production company can just start making movies with dudes. Like, right? It's crazy. Congratulations, Adam Sandler, on his posse. 
I don't think he needs your uh, congratulations. He's getting it whether he wants I think it or he not. He gets it. The kids are going places. Um, here's uh, Harry. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, how are you? Yeah. So I don't understand. Explain this to me how he makes so much money and most of it's shit. I don't get it. All right, when you say most of it, what is it that you actually liked? The earlier stuff, of course. Yeah. You know, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. I know it's a different kind of comedy and, and stuff like that, but it's just, I, I mean, and I know his movies make money and he's talented and I like the guy and I like his posse, but it's just mostly shit, man. See, the thing is, I think that these later movies are probably pretty close to, Adam, to you know, the Happy Gilmore stuff. It's that you're used to it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 like if he made Billy Madison now, you'd like, oh, God, another one of these. He's going back to high school? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, I, and exactly. That's, that's, you know, that's my generation of when he was first coming up. Hilarious from Saturday Night Live and hilarious in these movies. But. Right. But you, but you kind of outgrown it where his audience surely hasn't. Well, yeah, but I still laugh my ass off every time I see... Billy Madison beating the shit out of Bob Barker, you know what I mean? Or, I, I mean, that's Happy Gilmore, not Billy Madison. Get your shit uh, straight. Sorry, buddy, shit. What the fuck? If you like nudge shit down there. Nudge shit down there. Something got knocked and now music's playing? Oh, right. happened yesterday. What is it? Don't just hit things down there, Shelby. There's a lot of fucking wires down there that will fuck a lot of things up. What is he hitting, Fez? I have no idea what he would hit that would start playing music. Just start cutting wires. We'll work backwards. What'd you do? It's a good song, at least. Well, stopped. Jesus, Shelby, come on, man. David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, the balls of this guy. Taylor Leon is not good enough for him. David, you the top of these chicks, not good enough for him. I don't even understand what he's saying. No, I don't, Shelby's fucking blasting music down Me. there. What did you say, David? I said uh, the balls of Sandler in Spanglish, uh, Taylor Leon's not good enough for him. Oh, I didn't say Spanglish. Anybody? No. No. I did. News. Saw it when it came out on DVD. Okay. I remember... His movie, he like took a Big Daddy was like after Big Daddy, he was like, you know what? Every movie's gonna have a fucking message. Like Click, I went to Click expecting to see a comedy, yeah. and I was like, my mom would take me. We were like, we're gonna have a nice. great time, and then I had like a mental breakdown in the theater because <laughs> it was the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. You felt really bad about it. Yeah, like on the way to the theater, there was a body. This is like I'm on the way to the theater. There's a body bag in the middle of the street. Somebody jumped out of a building, and I, my mom Probably was like, bullied. at least we're going to see. <laughs> At least you're going to see a comedy, and I was like, yeah, mom, this is going to be awesome. Adam Sandler, and then I saw a Click, and that. Well, here's the thing. Every funny person just wants to break your heart. Every one of them wants to make you sad. I turned on this Derek thing today because it's finally on Netflix, and I'm like, this is a little sad. Uh oh Oh, I get it. We're supposed to feel good for this special needs person the poster seemed like it would be fun i seen mm. on the tra on the train there's elderly people and he's know. special needs and what it's very sweet oh but it's a little depressing just think of how many people that comedians want to make that you know steve martin's done it robin williams has done it jim carrey jim carrey does it they just 
uh, want to make you feel sad. Just feel bad. Um, here is um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, do you think Rob Schneider and Sandler had a falling out since uh, Schneider wasn't in Grown Ups 2? Yeah, I do. I think he's outgrown him. Swartzen uh, replaced Schneider in, in, in uh, his heart. Possibly. Yeah, but wasn't that show that Snyder did last year, produced by Adam Sandler, the sitcom Rob, that everybody, America, just fell in love with because it lasted six episodes? Did it last that long? Hi, Rob. It's on Netflix now. Right Fun fact. How was it? What that. was it about? I, I a guy asked to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> did he have Shampoo. to play hockey? Shampoo. <laughs> the conditioner is better. <laughs> I ain't gonna hand it Adam Sandler. Fucking guys give me plenty of fucking joy. Wow. Yeah, yes. Been a lot of laughs. And he always goes out to every late night show in the same like it's just a t shirt and jeans. It's great. Well, what do you want him to wear? A gold fucking armor suit? Well no, like most people fucking you know, it's like the late <laughs> you, night. It's it, like they're just decked out. You would come in like fucking in the Iron Man fucking costume. <laughs> Check this what shit am I doing with my money? Oh, by the way, I'm also drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Your chance to win and win big up on the iBang. Uh superstitions. It's the weekend or you can win the Bronx Tale signed by Mr. Chaz Palmentary. Mm. on DVD. Also, at the bitter end in October, I believe it's on the 15th or the 19th at 2 p.m. at the Saturday, it is the benefit for Narc Zito, who's unfortunately come uh, come under with a... What the fuck are you doing while you're plugging? He has a brain tumor, unfortunately, or brain cancer. So a lot of great comics are coming together, including Otto and George, Bob Levy, and Big J Okerson. Also, I think that uh, Tranny from the ONA show is going to be giving out some signed stuff and might make an appearance, I heard. Is that so, right? Come on out. Tickets are $35. Still plenty available. That is 2 p.m. on October 19th. Nice plug. It's a discussion <laughs> thing that always gets going with us in the plugs that I think makes it, you know, it gives it that thing where everyone just gets off and running. Yeah. Like, I ain't heard about that tranny. No, this is, where'd you hear about that? I think Twitter. I was like, well, this chick's pretty hot. Oh, my God, what's that? And then she signed some lingerie that her penis has been in probably. <laughs> so, I mean, get but in on that. How you find out about it? <laughs> Maybe maybe you shouldn't plug a rumor. Plumbing That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, the, the, like if you have it, science stuff is it's going to be raffled off. There's a raffle Foggy going on one day. Okay, I sent it back to Foggy. I go, my guys for whatever reason aren't letting me know everything that's going on. We're laying down. Maybe I'll Vito set it up. Can I'll I trust him? I'll set it. You can trust Vito. Vito is fucking great. Uh, you want to go by Vito or Vito? I'm I'm Vito. <laughs> Vito Corleone. Believe me. Why does my father? So <laughs> call me Vito. Um, you got a girlfriend and you don't like Vito? Nah. What happened? You like guys? Nah. But I had a girlfriend. What happened? You broke up her? with her. What you guys fight with... about? Huh? Why, you uh, got pregnant? You left her? 
You a little too rough on her? No, just too rough a little bit. <laughs> Dropping the hammer. <laughs> what happened? I decided she like the were... Mets. She said something about the Mets. <laughs> she talked shit about Dana. <laughs> yeah, she did not like. She did not like the Mets, and that was. Are a you big a Jets thing. guy or? A... I'm a Jets guy. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this, man. The, I know. I want the, keep... G- the Gino Project. You only yeah. like sports Nets? teams that say Ets. Yeah, you like the Nets. No, Nick's guy. Hmm. <laughs> I can't get along there. Blue and orange. So, what do you guys uh, have the fight about? A bunch of stuff. Like, I was just. Some would say I wasn't mature enough. Let's see. For a relationship. You got a Facebook picture? Can we take a look at her? No, I don't. I blocked her on Facebook. Oh, that bad? Oh huh? shit! I I cut it off and never go back. You got to be like that. You got to mm. be heartless. I'm just. They say it's the best way to go through life. Just heartless. Heartless. Fucking stone. Yeah. I'm a heartless son of a bitch. You know. Yeah. Now I'm learning. Damn, Vito. Like fucking gangster. I'm all I'm all gangster. nice here right now, guys, but what happens when I walk out that door? We don't know. Who knows? At this point, we don't know. Love him and leave him. Love him Vito and way. leave him. Um, here's Jay. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I got a question for you. Would you rather watch the pay-per-view fight with um, Chris and Fez at the bottom of the ocean in a submarine... Or in a space station with Shelby and Adam Sandler. Space station, Shelby and Adam Sandler. Fuck you, yeah. I am. Cool, thanks. <laughs> Shelby, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you kick something again? Though he's, Is I don't know over, what he's doing. You got the board. But there's nothing up on the board that would be playing that. Then why is music playing? It's the only way that would come out, is through the board. Get those pricks and It's not coming down. out of a pot. Get it, please. Check everything. Alright, it's coming out of those two microphones. Well, go from not being able... Microphone. Did you hit everything over there? What did you just hit? I hit when I was turning everything off to see what was happening. For some reason it plays when I turn on Shelby and Vito's microphones. Oh no, it's Chris and, uh, and Vito's microphones. Put them on. What the fuck? Turn them up. All right. So after two days, now we know what now we know what starts it. Yeah, but you wouldn't think that something would come through a microphone pot other than the microphone. No. Turn off their mics. He found it. It's coming through my mic. Your mic is not on right now. That's why I'm yelling. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Been hearing you the whole time. I'm turning it on. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. All right. Good. This is weird. You can't touch it. How does it make sense that you can't touch it? It's obviously uh, wired through the pot somehow, and that's making it, wherever that source is, it's making it play. What do you mean? How's that happen? I don't know. Something has gotten wired through these pots other than the microphones. But if you touch the microphone, then it plays? It seems to be where you're knocking something loose and making it play. All right, let's try it. I'm going to grab this fucking microphone. All right, it's off now. (laughs) All right, I got the microphone again. I don't hear any music. Oh, shit! Was that him doing it, you think? I think there's some... Yeah, he's moving... Turn it off. I can't hear you. All right, it's it's off now. We did touch mine too to see if that turns it off. Yeah. 
Vito. Vito. All right, yours is on. Be careful, Vito. All right. Just rub it back and forth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it, buddy. That's a good guy. That's my guy. See what they do? They make fun of fucking gay sex. Like, yeah, like they're ridiculous. awful. They make fun of gay sex like it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Gay people. Give it your... What about my forehead? What sex? Who has forehead sex? You just goes like, yeah, I would... Did you touch yours, Six? I'll touch it again. <laughs> it's uh, on right now. Is it, is it, oh, it's stuck! Alright. Turn it off. It's those new computers that they installed. <laughs> well, how does this work, Fuzz? The only thing I can think of is something got wired, rewired, or wired wrongly when all the new computers went in. No way. And something you, is attached you, to one or both of these fader pots. Your mic's off. We can't hear you. It's on. I'm going to touch the mic. It's just the software. It's not the hardware. Why are you touching the mic? <laughs> I'm not touching the mic now. I'm just, I'm just talking. So you think if he touches the mic, that's what does it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's knocking something together that's making... Play rock. Source music play. <laughs> so don't touch the mic good, touch the mic bad. Right. Which is a good lesson because you touch the mic too much anyway. Oh, come on. Oh, come Why do you say that? Because it, we get a lot of this kind of I get, I get, mic uh, movement. That was you touching the mic! Did you really? Right. It's Fez's mic. I knew it. Somehow it's in all the mics. <laughs> it's happened with three, uh, three out of four. All right, that's mine back on. Oh, fuck. This is a long song. <laughs> <laughs> is so, that music supposed to be playing? Is anybody who touches a... It's back. Oh, come on. Turn it man. off. Did you touch your mic? Only when I shook it really hard to demonstrate. But after that, you shook it loose? After that, I stopped. I didn't touch Are, it again. Is your mic on now? No. Now it is. <laughs> it's Fez. Fez is fucking playing this fucking rock music. It was <laughs> happening with your mic, too. No, I can't hear you. What? No, Mom, I won't turn my music down. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Let me shazam this real quick. Fuck the establishment. My mic is off. This is fucking weird today, yo. Uh, up on the iBank, your chance to win all weekend long. Just your weird superstitions. Bring them. On the weekender. You get a chance to win a Bronx Tale signed by Mr. Chaz Palminteri. Anytime anyone throws in Mr., they forgot the name of the yep. person. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I was going to call him Carl. The very great, <laughs> the amazing, the spectacular, the... Carl! Carl Palminteri. You alright, Buzz? Yeah, I'm okay. What are you doing rubbing your chest like that? Just uh, some angina. On this thing? <laughs> yeah, get it. Put your mic on. My mic is on. Just some uh, unstable angina I have this week. It's very loud. That's not the angina. That's me turning this mic on. Turn it back off. It's off. Sounds like Van Halen. <laughs> All music sounds like Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> we got anything else we need to plug? I think we're good. I think we're good to go. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Make sure you check out all the things on Filtered Excellence this week. 
The movie Mother of George. We cannot hear you. What? I'm sorry. It's on the it's on the iBang. Filtered excellence. Put it off. Fez was bringing up filtered excellence on the iBank. Oh. We waited till the end of the show before we plugged that. No, it didn't come up before. Mm, nice. So I got enough plugs? We're all happy with it? No, probably should have gotten more. I can't tell. All right. That's it. Vito, good job. Shelby, great job. Chris? Yeah? How are you? Come on. Fez. No, good job. Funny bit with the fucking playing the Van Halen. Yeah, I was really fucked up, actually. <laughs> is that what it was, Van Halen? I don't know. I couldn't tell. I can't tell. Maybe some mid-80s kiss. Turn it on again. Can't tell. Turning my mic on. <laughs> don't hear it. Somebody get Shazam out right now. It's playing. It's blasting over here. Oh, it's the tubes. Nice. My punk's on dope. <laughs> uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>